Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout. And be heard. Tuesday night, May 9th. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I'll have fan J Dubs with you on this Tuesday. What's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Come on into the hideout if you like. We are here for you. Whatever you want to do, it's a chance. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you can be somebody in the hideout. Pick up the phone, dial those numbers. Tommy Bateman, Chunks Corolla, and Matt Albert all here for your uh, listening pleasure. A very busy, busy Tuesday night in the mm-hmm. hideout tonight, J-Dubs. I want to start off with a very big announcement. The Hideout has a trip to Las Vegas to give away. Vegas, baby. Three nights stay at the New York, New York Hotel, $200 in cash. We're going to get people qualified next week and giving away the trip on May 19th. That is courtesy of the Bernie Mac Show. Ooh. Nice. Bernie Mac on uh, on Fox. Is, it the, is the reruns of Bernie Mac or the actual first run Bernie Mac on Fox, Chunks? Uh, first run. Uh, all right, the first run on Fox then. So that is coming up for you next week. Tonight, J-Dub's in the hideout. We're going to have a virginsplea.com. Jeff will be in here. He's trying to lose his virginity. Uh, he says if he can get 5 million web hits in 30 days, he will get this hot chick to have sex with him and take his virginity that is going to happen uh, during the 8 o'clock hour. If you want to get a jump on it, uh, go to the website, and they already have a picture of her on there. So you can see what he's playing for. And you can also see what he, he actually has a bit of a sob story. Wow. You know what? He has an audio blog. Uh, Bateman, if you go to a virginsplea.com, pull some of the audio blog so we can play it for you before we actually talk to him and tell some of the backstory. Of course, the Da Vinci Code is the big thing right now, Dub. So I think this is the first and probably a four or five part series on um uh, the Da Vinci Code. Amy Welburn. She's the author of a few books, including the facts behind the fiction of the Da Vinci Code. I'm going to conclude that she is not a fan of this chunks. I believe she's a very religious woman. So I would. She's uh, coming on to this show. Yeah. So I uh, I would imagine that she is not the biggest fan of the Da Vinci Code. Now I still have the book sitting in the back of my Scion, and I'm mm-hmm. ready to read it. When <laughs> a little the, late. When uh, does the movie come out? Friday. Okay, I got a lot of homework to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to read that book in the next uh, I don't know 72 some odd hours. David and Kissimmee, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, David? Yeah, was that clip you guys played in the beginning of the show, was that from the David Blaine special last night, or was that from after Hefe's uh, colonoscopy? Okay, you're an ass. Uh, <laughs> and thank you very much. <laughs> Before the show, mm-hmm. I did get a call, and I have to call my, I think they call it colon rectal doctor, and make the appointment. How would you like that to be your title? What do you do for I'm a colon rectal. That's what I do. I play with the butt. 
Uh, let's get that. You could have easily, you could have easily gone with like feet mm-hmm. or a dentist. That's why I never trust any of these uh, doctors who go into either the uh, the vag or ass science of it all. Right. Because you have the options of working on brains, hands, feet, anything else. Just do the skin in general. You know. But when you there is something about it. If you say, I want to help people's asses, that's what I really want to do in life. I want to make sure everybody's ass is in tip-top condition. Well, it is booming because of prostate, the prostate cancer. I don't thing. care how much it's booming. I don't care how much money you're making out of it. There's some kind of hang-up that you have with the ass if that's your choice of profession. Well, nonetheless, that was not me crying after my colonoscopy. Mm. Do you want me to see if I can arrange it for on the air? I would love to. I would love to hear it. I'll do it. If nothing else, maybe we get a little audio out of it. I'm sure we will. Just keep grunting. The whole time. J-Dub, so... <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Is this true? Jake and Kissimmee, you're in the hideout. What's up, Jake? Hey, um, DaVinci Code, then come out to the 19th. Yes. So you got another week oh. to read the book. All right, fantastic. Oh, nice. I was still going to have the lady on to talk to talk about the DaVinci Code leading up to it. Wow, that's true. If it doesn't come out to the 19th, the hype machine is running strong in this movie. But I want you to read Angels and Demons, too. You need to read that one. All right, so now i got two books i got to read for you? Because Angels and Demons is even better, I think, than the DaVinci Code. But it's but not the same author. All right, thanks, dude. you got to watch the yep. mo- You have to uh, read the movie one first, and then. Do the angels and demons feel like that? Because you know if it's successful, they'll probably pre- create a cre- uh, pe- prequel. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to this, Dubs. I think track one is last night, David Blaine failing in his... Nine minutes underwater, I think he was, was trying to a, do. Was this a magic trick or was this a stunt? It was a stunt. This is a whole thing was a stunt. There was no magic to it at all. So Drunky could have been doing this. Yes. If Drunky could uh, get the uh, the city of Orlando to allow him to put a big fishbowl down there, he could do it. Chuck Chuck. Now let me ask you, why is why the hype then? If I thought this was magic. I thought there was some sort of special thing. He had gills or... No, he just knows how to hold his breath and uh, controls bowels. Alright, here's him failing. He is seven minutes in. And fighting his fatigue of the and the chains. You have a little bit of air, Martin. You guys, get ready. There are some bubbles in Relax, relax. We got you, David. You're all right. You're all right. The divers are in the sphere. You're okay, David. Just relax. We've got you. Come on up. You're okay. You're okay. They brought him out. Why are you cheering? He failed. Martin Stepanek and Mandy Ray Cruikshank have got David out of the bubble. That's awful. What? The fact that they were cheering him when he didn't I know. even... He held his breath for, what, seven minutes? This is basically what happened. Yeah, all, all the lead up, and then just crickets. Seth in Orlando, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Seth? Hey, did you guys happen to see when they took his gloves off and how creepy his hands were, like how blue and just all nasty and pruny they were? Yes, he was underwater for a week. You're going to get a little pruny, like I, taking a bath. I heard the majority of that, like the, the, the dirty cloudiness of the water was skin. That was just falling off, so he was just hanging out in his own skin. Well, they were worried when he was going to start struggling underwater that he may start pulling his skin off, which is why he had his gloves on and everything. So if you're underwater for so long, you can start pulling skin off? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so like hydrated. a kind of uh, 
decomposing there or whatever it is. Was he not it's just super saturated with water? Mm-hmm. Was he not drinking anything, Seth? I have no idea. No, I, I actually turned it on like midway. No eating or drinking. He had a catheter. That's it. Uh, let me ask you, Seth. Is this one of the biggest failures of all time, along with like New Coke or something? Oh, come on, man. New Coke's this is good. A failure. Right. You don't find this to be a failure? I guess he dug it. His phone crapped out on us. How can you find this to be a success? He swam around for a week, and then he was unable to do the nine minutes of holding his breath. All right, he was going for the record of eight minutes and 58 seconds. Mm-hmm. And he went seven minutes and eight seconds. So all he needed was really a minute 50. Puss. I mean, think about that. You're you're that close. I guess they were worried that he was on the verge of passing out, that he had gone into convulsions. Mm-hmm. And so here's his speech at the end. I am humbled so much by the support of everybody from New York City and from all over the world. This was a very difficult week. But you all made it fly by with your strong spirit, your energy. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you all, and I love you all. What is he crying for? Why are they cheering? That's what I want to know. So he failed, and he's crying, and people are giving him love like it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Why are they crying? Uh, because he felt like this one went well. I think he feels like this one went well, and he uh, gave it to, uh, like, the the victory or the near victory to the people. The right, people he... that helped him out through this whole thing by looking at him in water. All right, here's what it is. I actually got it right here. According to his doctor, the doctor says he feels today like he let people down. So I guess his idea was that he was letting people down. And because of that, mm-hmm. that's why he ends up crying. Daniel and Sebring here in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Daniel? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Go ahead. Hey, uh, the uh, the big thing on this David Blaine thing is that he broke one record with the amount of time he actually spent in the water, totally submerged. He beat it by like seven hours. But on the holding the breath thing, they didn't have anybody from Guinness or anything else and all because he really wouldn't have broken the record. They had him on pure oxygen for majority of the, the time he was down there. He just took a breath right before he went for it. Mm-hmm. With him being on the pure oxygen, he would have had to actually hold his breath for closer to 15 minutes because it's already loaded in your system. So Wait, I mean, so, he, so it wouldn't have been official unless he was down there for no, 15 minutes. No. Exactly. That's why you didn't see any Guinness people. You didn't see him there or anything else because they would have actually had to check into everything and certify it. So, I mean, the, the 8 minutes and 58 seconds, that's just on just normal uh, free breath. What, what's the hype then, Daniel? Uh, it's just a publicity thing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cool thing to take and set in there for, you know, for the uh, 177 hours or 77 hours, whatever the amount of time was that he broke the normal record. But, uh, I mean, it's it's not the uh, the big thing there that they were trying to push it for. And that's why they didn't have all the, the certification and all on it. All right. Thank you, man. appreciate it. I have a little uh, experiment I want to run with this last audio of him crying. Okay. I am humbled so much by the support of everybody from New York City and from all over the world. I wish I know how to quit you. (laughs) 
This was a very difficult week, but you all made it fly by with your strong spirit. Your I wish I know how to quit you. Alright, with that music behind him, it sounds like he's talking about a nice Wyoming fishing gangbang. Yeah. Just like he just got railed. He's crying because it was a little bit painful, but more enjoyable, and he's so happy to be there. Mirth in Orlando, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Mirth? Hey guys, I like to show it's the first time I called. I gotta tell you, I watched some of this last night. I didn't, I didn't catch this crying part, but, you know, when I was about 13 years old, I saw Evil Knievel jump over 13 London buses and wipe his bike out, bounce around for like five minutes, broke about half his bones. He didn't cry. He just got up and said he was, you know, thank you, I'm gonna try and do it again, and sometimes that he'd never ever jump again, but, Cry. Uh, yeah, my dad would have been like, walk it off, you sissy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is the change of generations right here, where back then, no no man cried about this kind and, of stuff. And you think about it, too, he's a stunt man. Yes. I know. He's Tuttle. Mm-hmm. He's Tuttle, he didn't accomplish it, and he's crying. Thank That's you, right. Mark. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Uh, you, too. That's all that's going on. It's pathetic. And I hate him, and he gets so many chicks. Oh, the the, the women love him. I don't I don't see a whole lot of pictures of him that when he's not doing some kind of stunt and has some big mask over his face. So I don't know if he's a good looking dude or not. I thought this he looks like Ali G. I thought this was a magic trick. That's why it warranted a special on ABC. Well, he is a magician. He's doing what every FM talk and morning show in the nation is doing. He's mm-hmm. stunting. Chunks could have done this. But for some reason, they throw it right on the uh, the, the uh, NBC or whatever they put it on. Uh, I think it was ABC. ABC. Whatever. Yeah. Darling, Lake Mary, you're in the hideout. Makes What's sense. Up? What's up, sweetie? Thank you. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh. Oh. That's it. It's a hideout, Real Radio <laughs> 104.1. That's the ultimate crier. Former guest in the hideout on yeah. Real Radio 104.1. All in honor of Brokeback Blaine. It's my new name for him. That should have been the headline all over the world. (laughs) Um, So David Blaine failed. Mm -hmm. And then... Cried about it. Yeah, in turn cried about it. Ricky Kissimmee, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, brother? How you doing, bro? All right. Yeah, didn't uh, Rocky uh, cry in Apollo? Okay. On the uh, the Rocky movie? That's a movie. Yeah. Yeah, but it felt like real life, didn't it? No. Didn't, didn't a lot of guys cry in the movie theater? If they did, they're badges. Yeah, it's not even close to being the same thing. Did you cry, Darren Rocky? I guess I'm a homo. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Um, all right, here's what we got. We got a game that we're going to play. Matt Albert, what's the game? It's called Magic or Tragic. Oh, wow, nice. Ooh, it rhymes. Uh-huh. It's a game about... Did David Blaine do it or did Jesus do it? I'm going to give you a description <laughs> of something, and you'll have to tell me if David Blaine did it or Jesus did it. Okay, so this is almost the two big things going on right now, broke, mm-hmm. bla- uh, broke back Blaine or the Da Vinci Code. All right, 407-916-1041, how many, uh How many questions do you have? have eight. All right, eight questions. Let's get four players, all right? Some of the things you can win include, J-Dubs, a pair of tickets to see the Orlando Predators uh, versus the Austin Wranglers coming up this Friday at the TD Waterhouse Center. Ticket info is at 407-44-PREDS, a $35 gift certificate to Hurry Date. we got some DVDs also uh, in our little prize book here. So call now to be a winner, 
407-916-1041-888-978-1041. We have any magic music or anything? Oh, I was uh, going to go with the game show, but uh, I think I can find something magical. I'm sure it's for... I got something. For magic or tragic. Now, when it comes to David Blaine, is this one of the all-time failures? Does it rank right up there with New Coke? <laughs> um... The Titanic. I always enjoy New Coke. It's always something that's a lot better than the old stuff you have sitting in your sock drawer. Maybe a laser disc. Was this the laser disc of stunts? <laughs> the beta. I, I don't. I don't know how a guy stunts, loses, and people like cut him flack and clap and cheer and applaud. That happens to me every Friday. <laughs> no, but you actually accomplish it. I have more respect for you. As not only a stunter chunks, but uh, also a magician. I think that as a magician, you can do better than what Blaine can do. And by the way, let me say, too, I hate magicians. I hate mutes. Mutes are no good. And, and that's mimes. Probably because we're on the radio. I don't like midgets. And we can't respect them. Such no one does. They're retarded. Uh, uh, all right, here we go. We're getting our uh, players for the game. Uh, tr- magic or tragic? Did David Blaine do it or did Jesus do it? Fergie in New Smyrna, you're up. You ready, Fergie? Hey, what's going on, buddy? All right, you get you'll get two chances. All righty, my friend. If you miss the first one, we'll give you a second one. Bring it on. Come on. All right. Okay. Number one, levitated in midair among the lone stars in the desert sky. Ooh, gonna have to go with tragic. So tragic being Jesus Christ. That's, that's wrong. All right, David Blaine did that one. Here's your second one. When did he do that? He levitated at the Dallas Cowboys training facility. What? Lone Stars. I mean. All right, so now, all right, so there are clues that uh Yeah, you have to kind of uncrack the, the fat code. All right, here the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. So magic is for Blaine, tragic is for Jesus. Yeah. I think Christians would actually take offense. Uh... <laughs> Jesus was good. I didn't think there was anything he, tragic about him. He died him. tragically yeah. for right. our sins. Fair enough. All right, Fergie, here's your second one, my friend. Among his followers, he stands on water as if it's ice. Oh, it's got to be tragic. All right, that's a winner. Hold on, Fergie. you got to write these out with what the answers are going to be, so I don't have to sit here and figure out what I'm hitting I'm, here. I'm sorry. Okay, that's the first go-around, and that was obviously Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, they just recently came out and said, hold on a second. Conditions sometimes are right in whatever sea that was, yeah. to where ice could be created, and he and Jesus may have actually been walking on ice, and not water. But that's just one of those theories that was thrown out about two or three weeks ago. Um, Lewis and Akali, you next up. You ready, Lewis? Yes, I am. All right, magic or tragic? Was it David Blaine or Jesus for prizes here in the hideout? All right, go for it, buddy. Multiplying a group's food at their dinner table. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, yep, that was right. Congratulations. Go. <laughs> that is a winner. Hold on, Lewis. Now, that's the infamous one. Yeah. Where Jesus got turned water into wine. Uh, and loaves and... How hard what, was that? Now, what did he do? Did he take... Did he make fish and take it into multiple, like, loads of fish and bread? Mini loaves, or... I'm sure he just split it in quarters. That's how he got it. And I don't run down, Jesus. Not during Magic or Tragic. Oh, sorry. Uh, Miguela in Orlando, you're in the hideout. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Magic or tragic? Magic for David Blaine, tragic for Jesus. Had his heart removed as he rode on the wings of a peacock. Sorry, one more time. Had his heart removed as he rode the wings of a peacock. Uh, that's got to be David Blaine. I guess magic. Yeah, good job. Hold on. 
How or what is that supposed to be? All right, explain that one. All right, he was on Late Night with Carson Daly. The Peacock. Oh, the Peacock, network. okay. Ah, NBC. And uh, he performed a trick where he removed his heart. How? Like, what do you mean, removed his heart? Did he show it to everybody, or did he did go through an x-ray? I didn't see it. I just know he removed his heart. I saw it on forums. Everyone right. was talking about it. Right, who do you hate more now, K-Fed or Blaine? Blaine. I'm moving very close toward Blaine. That broke back Blaine. <laughs> How is it? That dubs can spit that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With your impediment. I've already screwed it up twice. Brokeback Som- Blaine. Som- I'm a big fan of the movie and the gag. Somehow you're able to. Um, that's one of your special gifts. Mm-hmm. Nate and Orlando, you ready? Magic or tragic? All right. You there, Nate? Yep. All right, here we go. Was it David Blaine or was it Jesus Christ? Rose from the depths of a cave after days of rest. That's Jesus yeah, that one's a little easy. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on, Nate. Has anybody gotten one wrong? I guess they got the yeah, first one wrong. Yeah, first one wrong. And that was, of course, the resurrection. Yeah. Did you hear the rumor out there that Jesus was a zombie? <laughs> I've heard people say that before. Like, that proves that zombies are real? People have used that, uh, excuse, or that explanation when they say, hey, you have to believe in zombies. Jesus was a zombie. <laughs> I don't know if he walked around dead. He rose. And you never saw him after that, though. No, did you? You, you never saw him rise. You just or didn't anything. see his body. Yeah, they they uncovered the tomb and he was gone. Do you know that for a fact, chunks? Do you know whether or not they ever saw Jesus's body afterwards? Yeah, why not? Okay, that's <laughs> not. I need facts. No, that's a fact. Dude. No, it isn't. Nah, man. Uh, yeah, I got relatives from back then, and uh, they saw it in a picture. <laughs> That's true. Rich and Wakelin, you're in the high end. Take a word for it. All right, right, here we go. Magic or tragic to win some prizes here in the hideout. Delighted native Moors with his tomfoolery of local royalty. All right, was that magic, David Blaine, or was it tragic, Jesus Christ? Uh, I'm going to say that was magic. All right, you're a winner. Good job. He did he did uh, magic tricks in South Central. That's native Moors. (laughs) What the hell? What? Why do you have to go with the Moors thing? Well, back in the day, they used to call Moors, or us Moors. Uh, You see, that's how little Mm -hmm. you consider yourself a black man. You're always quick to go them. Them. Those people. They. The purple ones. You know who, (laughs) when it rains. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Yeah, Chunks is running the board again. Because Duhas, first thing he picks. Uh, Douchebag. Chunks of the talk and roll controls. It's a hideout, Row Radio 104.1 Tuesday night. I've never seen such a love for Duhas. I did like it when I was in college in 1987. I saw them live before. Worst thing ever. Alright, I'm on this avergensplea.com. I'm with EJ from the U. He doesn't want this guy having sex with her. He's this chubby guy, 25 years old, virgin. And if he can get 5 million hits on his website in 30 days, then this chick who's on the photo here will have sex with him. That I do not understand. We're going to talk to him here in about 25 minutes. Yeah, I'd like to get her story and everything. Why she would ever even make that deal. Chunks, do you have his phone number and see if we can get her on the phone too? I'd like to add in that extra part of it. He <laughs> didn't give me the chick's phone number. Do you have his? Yeah. I right, call him back and see if we can talk to the girl during the segment, too. All right. I want to know what that is all about. Mm-hmm. It'll be like middle school, and we're doing three-way. When you click over and you click back. So David Blaine failed. 
Does this rank up there with one of those all-time disappointments? I think for a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people, fans of magic or... I, and I hate calling this magic because it's, it's not. not. He did a stunt. But uh, I think a lot of people in that community, I guess I'll say, uh, are very disappointed in it and hope that he would make it through and be... Because he's trying to be our like modern-day Houdini. All right, let me ask you this. Biggest disappointment television show of all time. One that was supposed to be badass and didn't and wasn't able to live up to the hype. That's a good one. Um, I've checked out so many that I ended up hating. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Yeah, I was a big fan of Friends and Joey, which I kind of knew already was going to suck, but it, it was terrible. It was much worse than I thought it was going to be. All right, what was worse, Joey or Three's a Crowd? I'm more familiar with Joey because it's recent and fresh in my mind, the stank of it. So I'm going to say Joey. All right, Joey over uh, Three's a Crowd. Mm-hmm. All right, what about, like, inventions? Like, media inventions. What was a bigger disappointment? The Laserdisc or the Betamax? Laserdisc. Nobody it really was... was expecting much from the... Uh, from the beta, were they? Oh, the beta was huge, it, and uh, it just came around at the wrong time and got knocked out by the video cassette. What happened to a laser disc? Wasn't it essentially the size of a record? Yeah, it was a big record size thing, uh, silver, and you would uh, pop it into a big laser disc player, and it played like a DVD kind of, which was a good thing in theory. But I think it reminded too many people of records, and records were so. Old school? Yeah. However, if you brought it back now, the vinyl is in. Yeah. I'm sure the laser... Because my friend still has a laser disc player, and uh, he has Dirty Dancing on it and, like, three other movies. Cocktail. It's impossible to find (laughs) any movies for it, so he has just these three crap movies for it, but we watch it all the time just so he can sit around and watch laser disc. How did it look? Huge. It was a big... No, but I'm talking about the quality of the movie. It was good. It was much better than uh, VHS at the time. Uh, let's go to uh, Magoo and Kissimmee here in the hideout. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? What you got? Listen, I think the biggest disappointment I've ever seen as far as television special was Geraldo Rivera and the Al Capone vault. Oh, I, I didn't see it, but I remember the anger. Refresh everybody as to what that was, Magoo. Well, basically, he had said that they were in the old Lexington Hotel in Chicago, and they said they discovered Al Capone's secret vault. Okay, and there was all this money going to be found and everything. They had x-ray machines, all this thing. All they found were a bunch of empty bottles of bootleg gin. <laughs> <laughs> so they gathered everybody around the TV to uh, find them, to, to see them find these riches, and all they found was old liquor. Uh, just, yeah, I, Might as well just I, go down into Geraldo's basement. Right. Yeah, and you only took him seriously at the time because Geraldo at that time was a serious journalist. Mm-hmm. And after that show, it made him the laughing stock. It basically made him a joke as far as journalism was concerned. All right, thank that, you, that Magoo. That's and not he a... still isn't shaking it. Well, he's got a good show on late nights, right? Yeah, but he's still not taken as a serious journalist. He still has that kind of uh, sleazy type thing going. Okay, hold on. You know how we say we tell everybody to question everything? Mm-hmm. SKD says, okay, someone has posed, was it really a fail? Um, They have uh, put to the question that Blaine purposely failed to lend credibility to his other stunts that he had done. Since he, quote-unquote, failed, doesn't that mean it wasn't an illusion? He was actually doing it. 
and neither were the other quote-unquote stunts he did. Damn it. That's a little deep. I don't know. I don't want to get into uh, Blaine conspiracy theories. I don't care enough about the man. All right. I'm getting that you had to flip laser discs over. Mm-hmm. So halfway through the movie, you'd have to it flip say, it over? Uh, other side desk or whatever. Oh, what the hell? It's like when you used to go to uh, Blockbuster, and you'd have to take home like three different cassettes mm-hmm. when you were watching some sort of a long movie. Yeah, if you got like Dancing uh, with, Wol- Dances with Wolves or right. uh, or Braveheart or something like that, you always got the two tape set or WrestleMania 4. Stamper and Bear Lake, you're in the hideout. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, I got one of each. The invention was the Floby. But the the Floby, I, I, the name yeah, is very it. familiar. You oh, is that the hair cutter? And cut your own hair. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst ever. Instant uh, mullet every time. Right. And then uh, the TV show was that Kramer spinoff from Seinfeld. It was on for like a night and a half. I think they cut it off halfway through the show. <laughs> um, here's the other one, too, was the one Jason Alexander where he was playing um, Tony Kornheiser. How about the Wanda Sykes show? Do you remember her show? She mm-hmm. had a sitcom. Lasted maybe a season. Wasn't terribly bad, but it just wasn't good, you know? All right, here are other big failures that I can think of. Video phones. Still don't have them. We can capture video Mm -hmm. and pictures with our phones, but when we talk to someone, we still can't see their face. Mm -hmm. On just a regular old phone. By 2006, we should have had that already. I agree. Space Station? Disappointment? We're, We're all supposed to live there now? Or at least have a colony going? I honestly thought that we'd have, like, old navies on the moon. Already? Yeah, why not? It's 2006. We were there in the 60s. I don't like the moon. I don't know what's not to like about the moon. Look at it. What What is there to look at? Craters everywhere. XFL, Slam Ball, what was a bigger disappointment? XFL. Slam Ball lasted longer than the XFL. Slam Ball at least got three seasons in it. XFL crapped out. Uh, it it would have been taken off before the season ended, but they let them do the big game at the end of the year, as they called it. They just called it the big game? The big game at the end of the year. That's what it was called? Mm-hmm. Their, their Super Bowl, quote-unquote. But it was just called the big game at the end of the year. Yep. Tommy Maddox, MVP. Duck Lord and Kissimmee are in the hideout. What's up? Hey, man, the thing with Betamax was uh, Sony kind of screwed themselves, man. They... Uh, they, they they had exclusive rights on making the tapes. They wouldn't release it to anybody else. VHS oh. allowed other companies to make uh, to make generic tapes, and that's why VHS succeeded over Betamax. That's uh, CBS for you. <laughs> Never thinking it fully through. Mm, not at once. We'll take a, take a break. We'll come back. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. All right, people are still pouring in with their uh, flops and disappointments of all time because of the David Blaine thing. Chia Pet. Chia Pet's still out there running strong. Skycar, Sega, and sadly the Segway. The Sega, the Sega you didn't think uh, came out big? I guess the Genesis was their big thing. The original Sega and the Dreamcast really sucked. Jeremy and Lakeland, you're in the hideout. What's up, Jeremy? Jeremy. No, Jeremy. Dubs. Mm-hmm. All right, so tomorrow we're going to do something. We're going to bring back something we did before. In honors of Mother's Day, we are going to, uh, each of us, except for me, because I lost last time, and I don't think I can top what I said, but the four of you guys, Dubs, Matt Albert, Chunks, Tommy Bateman, 
During the first break of the show, you will admit something awful concerning you and more than likely either something that involves you and your mother or something you do not want your mother to know. What was yours real fast, Dubs? Mine was I uh, accidentally walked in on my mom and her mullet boyfriend having sex. And uh, I walked in real quick, got a quick glance, maybe a two or three second eyeful, turned around, walked out. Now, that's not the big part of what I want to admit to. What happened the next day was I was watching porn, running one out, you know, and uh, the image popped into my head. Of your mom having sex with her mullet boyfriend. Now, normally, I would, you know, tuck it away and go. Stop. Yeah, go do uh, it later and collect my thoughts. But uh, this time, I figured, you know what, I don't really have a whole lot of time here. I'm alone only for a very select amount of time, so I'm going to p- try to push it out of my mind as much as possible and trudge through it and just get and fin- it over with. And finish the job. Mm-hmm. So here's what will happen. The rest of the boys, Chunks, Matt, and Bateman, Mm -hmm. will admit something on the air. That's during the first break of the show. Second break of the show, we're going to decide who has to call their mother and admit this awful thing. One of the ways in which we will whittle down who is going to have to do it is whoever can hold their breath the longest gets out. Sort of a David Blaine thing where he tried to hold his breath underwater. Exactly. And then after once we've whittled down who the complete loser is in the third break in the show tomorrow, we will call the mom on the air and you will admit to this awful thing. I have a huge, huge favor to ask from God. And that favor is Chunks loses. I I know it's usually a normal thing that he loses, but I really, really want him to lose this one. Everyone always wants me to lose. Fantasy draft. This is the reason I want you to lose this one, though. Your parents hate us and everybody who works on the show. I know for a fact if uh, your parents were in town and they saw us, they would attack us. No, not us. Just just half it. No, they aren't a big fan of me or Matt either. Yeah. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Because we have said we don't treat his, their son that well, I guess, and uh, Matt said a whole lot of crap about his sister. His sister, yeah. the I, ox. Yeah, it probably wouldn't even. It probably wouldn't even be that. that Her that. nickname's Babe. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> Keep it up, dude. I any uh, hint because I don't want to give away what the awful things are that you would admit to tomorrow if you had to admit to your mom. But you want to give a hint as to what it might concern. Um, I think I said it before. I don't know if it was really all. But that it's a good. matter of saying it to her. Yeah, the thing is, like for everyone else here, it wouldn't be that bad. But to her, it would it would break her heart. Which is what what I did. Yeah, go ahead, say it. Um, you know, I told it last week how I I gave my mom the Mother's Day gift about the bird bath, and mm-hmm. she really thought like you know I, my hard earned money on it, and um, I actually stole it from like an innocent person in Ohio. When I was up there visiting, visiting a buddy of mine, and uh, I mean it doesn't sound like much, but to her that would break her heart. She would be deeply disappointed because it's still there at her house to this day. And, and so that would just be a constant reminder of the misdemeanor that you did for yeah, her on Mother's Day. I guess so. Now chunks, uh, let's run it back to your sister real quick. I think I figured out the brokeback beard. He's going for a whole Paul Bunyan thing to go with this blue ox of a sister. <laughs> Where's your flannel? <laughs> 
Yeah. All right, Dubs, real fast, because one of the things that you guys are going to have to do tomorrow to try to earn your way out of this mm-hmm. is you will have to hold your breath for as long as you can. Do you want to give it a try now and see how long you can go? I don't want to show my hand. Let's uh, have uh, Chunks or Matt do it. All right, Matt, I want you to hold your breath for as long as you can. Turn okay. on your mic. Turn on your mic. All right. And start it <clears throat> right now. I, Is he already struggling? You can't poke him. You cannot poke him. I want you put put your mouth and nose right on top of the mic so we could hear you. Turn it all the way up, Chunks. Yeah, when you uh, release, I want to hear a big fluff. Okay, he's he's a good 20 seconds in now. Mm-hmm. So, Dubs, this is one of the things that we'll be doing tomorrow. Then you got to call and you got to admit the awful thing to your mom. I did it before. I've told the story before where I accidentally, while rummaging for pornography, mm-hmm. I ended up um, finding my mother's sex toy, accidentally holding it and smelling it. Uh, I think he's ready to release. Oh. oh. And with that... I had to call my mom on the air and admit it to her. And to this day, she's still hesitant about coming on the air. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. There she blows. Get away from me. All right. Matt. <laughs> How you feel? You feel a big squirt of water come out of your neck, you whale? How did you? Jonah came out. <laughs> Starting a fire in your belly? All right, you went 55 seconds. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, not bad for, you know, having chunks poke at me the first couple. All right, so 55 seconds is kind of the benchmark then. That's what we know we have to beat at least. That's a hell of a benchmark. So that will be one of the last things that we do tomorrow. Bench is reinforced. We'll do it right up front. Matt, you get your mom on the phone and admit something to her? What am I going to admit? Whatever you want. I, 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 I heard a story back there in the office. It's gold. I think that's the one you go with, Matt. All right, tell me what that one is. I'm a virgin. I don't know what it's going to feel like. She knows that story very well. Uh, I batched in the same room as my mom when she was asleep. Whoa, dude. <laughs> All right, here's the Matt losing. <laughs> now I want Matt to lose. That is hardcore. What do you think your mom would say? Um, she probably, I don't know. I just don't. I don't want her to know. I don't want her to know. <laughs> she might have caught me before, but you, I just don't want to, I'm not sure about you this. You've been caught? I don't know, because she was coming up the stairs, and she, and I really didn't notice it. And you're it. coming down them. Yeah, basically. Just, right, that's it, too much. It didn't end well. Right. It's All better right. than Chunks' of story. I, I don't like chunks of the story. I think you're going to have to come up with a new one. Well, what the hell? I didn't really do anything. I didn't go around in my mom's room that much because I kind of figured stuff was going on in there that I probably didn't want to see. Well, tomorrow, in honor of Mother's Day, we're going to do that. And I can't wait to hear what Tommy's is. Yeah. So that's tomorrow to start off the show. And then the uh, cringe radio will continue from there. Let's take a break and come back with this guy. A virginsplea.com, 25-year-old virgin. Looking to get 5 million hits on his website in 30 days. If so, there's a picture of a hot chick on there. And she says that she will take his virginity. We'll talk to him next on the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. That way to be original, Chunks. Tuesday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. This is not Duhast. Okay, it wasn't Rammstein. I'm not <laughs> so angry. 
conversions are fascinating to you and I, J-Dubs. I, I just don't understand uh, the ones that get so desperate as to do stuff like this. Now, uh, we have interviewed a guy before, DeVirginizeMark.com. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that fat bastard's still around. We, uh, we tried to have him on the show before, and he stood us up. Like, uh, we had him on once, and then we tried to bring him back on. Well, we and were, we were kind of uh, dicks to them, yeah, we, to him. We weren't very nice to him, because we, we kind of got angry about it. It didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Mm-mm. Now, here in the hideout, we also have our own six foot five, 500-pound, 21-year-old black virgin, Matt Albert. Mm-hmm. More and more, I'm believing that Matt is a virgin because... Much maybe like this Jeff guy or the Divergent uh, Mark guy, he's choosing to be. Well, it's a, uh, su- like a subconscious choice where they put on the front that they lose and they want to do this, they want to do that, but they don't have the attitude in which to uh, close any deals. I will say this about Jeff, who we're about to talk to with his uh, website, virginsplea.com. Uh He had the opportunity. Apparently, he had the opportunity to do it. I'm sorry, I was just looking at his website. Uh, and it didn't, I guess it was a sad story. Now, he's kind of a chubby guy. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, he's not obese, though. Right, it's a man's world, you can get away with it. And I, the girl, who's a hot little blonde, mm-hmm. seems to have a pretty good little body, a little toothy. Yeah, the face isn't all there, but it's uh, definitely a nice score. Toothy and cheeky. Mm-hmm. And flat. Kind of, yeah, kind of like a blonde chipmunk. Got a gut too. Does she have a gut? I don't see the gut. I see the gut on the screen. Um, it's yours reflecting back. <laughs> so anyway, joining us in the hideout right now, if this guy can get five million hits on his website in the next thirty days, he gets to have sex with the prize in which we just described. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's going on, brother? Hey, not much. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. So, a virginsplea.com. There is kind of a sob story as to why you're a virgin. Tell us that. Well, when I was 21, I was uh, I was engaged to uh, the woman I thought I'd be with, and uh, right before our wedding, she decided to uh, cheat on me. Wait, wait, wait. And you were you were uh, engaged, and you never had sex with her. And, no, well, we she decided she, that maybe we'd wait. You know, did she decide that? Did, wait, did she decide that, or was that your choice? It was a mutual thing. I mean, not obviously not decided. because she went and had sex with someone before she was married. Now, what did she tell you she was a virgin? She told me she was a virgin. Okay. But six months before you guys are to get married, when you're 21, she decided to bang another guy? That's right. How did she break it to you? Uh, I actually found out from a friend who uh, she was talking to about it. All right, so the friend decides to come clean to you and right. say, hey, she's uh, she's having sex with someone. How did you feel when that happened? Oh, I mean, devastated. I mean, this is the woman I was going to marry, and there I find she's... Uh, Sharing the bed with somebody else. Did you cry? Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you though. Punk. When you are, uh, what's she look like? Was she as hot as this chick that said she'll have sex with you if you get the five million page views? No, not as hot. I mean, she was cute, but not as hot. She's kind of chubby. A little bit. Okay, that's all right. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But you were in love. Why did you think? You, why did you think you were in love? Was it just kind of the typical thing? You couldn't live without her. This, that, and the other. Yeah, the typical thing. All right. So now. You have not had sex. You're 25 now, so in the last four years, you've decided... By the way, we're talking to Jeff from AVirginsPlea.com. Are you sure it's not, not Hefe? Uh, you've decided that you are going to um, hold out. Are you looking for the special someone? Why haven't you had sex up, up until this point? 
Well, I, I, in the last six or eight months, I've started dating again. The, the problem really has become that women are intimidated now by my virginity. They assume that I want something long-term, et cetera, and you can't just go meet a woman. She assumes that if you want to have sex with her, then it's, you know, you're going to be with her forever, and I don't think a lot of women early in a relationship want to have that kind of commitment. Why are you telling them you're a virgin? I'm just trying to be honest with them. Don't. I mean, I guess Women I don't lie, like it. Kinda... Are you a man? <laughs> well, he wanted to wait till after he was married. It's not really a manly thing to want to do. Why were you waiting till? That's a good question. Why were you waiting so long? Are you a religious guy? Uh, no, it's just the way my parents raised me, you know. Be, I don't know. It, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Something I'll tell you what. We actually shared. Here's what people make the mistake of when they are talking about their virginity. That you and your virginity are anything special. It's not that big of a deal. It's kind of... I don't remember who I lost my virginity to, and I don't care to, because I know she was she was a plumper. And I'll say this. It's kind of like the whole David Blaine thing, where it's this big build-up for disappointment. You think you're going to be disappointed after waiting all this time, or are you going to kind of kick yourself because it felt so good, and you could have been doing this for at least eight years or so? I'm assuming at this point, after what everyone's told me, I'm probably going to be kicking myself. Yeah, you will, man. I don't know why you're waiting so long. All right, give me the story of this. Yeah, the chick. The chick who said she'll have sex with you. By the way, this is a virginsplea.com. What's her uh, What's her self-esteem issue? Uh, well, no, her and I have been friends for about uh, 10 years since high school, and uh, we saw this other guy at a website trying to get a threesome, and we were out one night at a bar drinking, and we you know, we were talking about it, and she said it couldn't be done again, and I jokingly said, well, if I can get 5 million hits, you know, you help me with my problem. And she agreed then, and she's continued to agree, so... So you have, well, you're nearly Dude. halfway there, right? Yeah, I think the uh, the current count is uh, 2.3. Dude, yeah, you, so. you could close this deal without this stupid website with her. If she agreed to that, she wants it anyway. That's that's, a, maybe that's true. Maybe she's just making me wait. So. Um, uh, what's she smell like? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, but like honestly, I mean, she what sounds like of, a Canadian, and that's not a good thing. Oh, he is Canadian. Oh, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, Going against the connector, are we? Yeah, I grew up in Michigan. Yeah, you guys that's would true. always pour over. Okay, taking you, all of our jobs. You willing to? Yeah, right. You got all the good drugs. Uh, you willing to take phone calls on this? Sure, why not? All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one, triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. So you guys have been friends for a pretty long time. Yeah. You and the girl who said she would have sex with you. Have you had any other offers between, you know, your awful engagement breakup and anything else? Uh, well, since the website started, actually, they've kind of been flooding in. So. Oh, really? Why are you taking any of those up? But nobody in Toronto yet. They've all uh. been in the uh, in the U.S. or out of, you know, another part of Canada. Of course. Yeah, we tend to be whores here. There's something about... Here's the thing. Um, Matt Albert, who's our guy, he's 21 years old. He is a virgin, too, and as much as he says that he wants to hold on to it, um, girls don't want to be with him. Now, let me say this. I don't think this is for real. I look at this thing, virginsplea.com, and I'm having trouble buying it. Why? I don't think a chick would say, hey, I'll have sex with you if you can get five million hits on a website. That's why I'm saying... She obviously wants it anyway. Why That's would... the only reason. And I don't believe, because the last guy that we talked to, the Divergenized Mark guy, mm-hmm. he had some sort of weird hang-up about wanting to have a spiritual connection with the chick that he banged. It, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was a real wanted to get connect with her on another level. This guy seems like he has opportunity. He's not afraid of sex. It's just, you know, he's selling T-shirts. Have you, uh... You know, actually, actually, just to interject, before the site, I was afraid. 
it's actually in the last uh, 10 days or so that I've started to come to terms with more of this. All right, what what makes you come to terms then uh, with, you know, wanting to have sex? Why now in the last 10 days you figure, you know, for well, 25 years? You're telling me it's, it's no big deal. It's hearing the entire world telling me, you know, go for it. It's no big deal. You can do it. I mean, that's a massive confidence boost. Mm-hmm. Now, make sure whenever you do it, you do it unprotected. Yeah. Because you can't get uh, anybody pregnant or get AIDS the first time. Jason in Melbourne, snow. yeah. You guys don't the... have that in Canada anyway. Yeah, they're clean. Jason, it's the snow. You're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, Jason? Jason, you there? Right, something's wrong with Line 8. For some reason, something goes on with Line 8. Now, when you say sex, have you had anything, uh, like uh, any kind of sexual contact at all? And uh, Well, my, my ex and I, we uh, we did the mutual masturbation thing. Can I say oh. masturbation on the radio? Sure. That's fine. Okay. Whatever. All right, so basically, you guys, now now I think now I want to try to be clean. By the way, Jeff from com. So you guys just sat there next to each other, staring at each other's eyes? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. If you guys were on opposite sides of the room, like looking at each other, or did you each, you know? We each did the back and forth. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. But it was I was I was just picturing one at the foot of the bed, one at the uh, headboard, and just staring at each other, saying, "I can't wait till I can get four more feet to you." You sitting Indian <laughs> yeah, style, yeah. right? You know, sitting Indian style, playing jacks in between. Matt, you have a question for Jeff? I'm just so disgusted by this man. Why this one? Because he was talking to this chick when he was setting up this whole thing in the bar. Why weren't you talking to chicks that were in the bar instead of talking to this girlfriend that you probably have no chance to be uh, no chance to begin with? Are you are you even too afraid of maybe, you know, like rejection and stuff like that so you haven't approached chicks? I was a little afraid. I mean, honestly, the the whole marriage and the, you know, that thing just really screwed me up around women for a while. Yeah, you're I'm uh... to get over that, but your parents did a number on you with the marriage thing, and then uh, then the uh, the girlfriend or uh, fiance cheating on you didn't help out at all. Do you hate women? No, I don't hate women. Why not? Do you hate Canadian women. They kind of seem like they've screwed you over a little bit. Yeah, but I know it's not all women. It's just some women. No, it's you know, all like, of them. Yeah. I hate to burst your bubble. Yeah, speaking of, <laughs> another truth lesson here in the hideout. Yes, Matt. Do you think during the mutual batching mm-hmm. that it was actually his junk that turned her off, like it was too small or it was ugly, it was turned the wrong way? <laughs> Do you think she was your wife to, wife to be at the time? Do you think she was completely a virgin before she went and cheated on you, or do you think she had been cheating before? Uh, you know, I still think she actually was a virgin. I think she just couldn't wait anymore. Why didn't she come to you for that, though? Why didn't she just tell her? Well, I mean, maybe she thought I felt too strongly about it, I guess. Hmm. So she it's wanted, your fault. So she wanted to stick up for your morals by going around and having sex with another guy. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense really there, buddy. explain what a woman does? Now, we wanted to talk to the girl, but you said you couldn't get a hold of her? Why not? Well, she actually lives uh, outside of Toronto, so... Where's she, where she from? Like, is she... What, they don't have phones? No, they have phones. I just I think they wanted us all in one call, and I couldn't get out to get her, so... Oh, we could have uh, put her on another line. Yeah, it's not oh, that difficult. Oh. I mean, we can... Here's the thing. I don't believe you. I want to talk to this girl. I want to know what's going on with her. Because here's the thing. Jeff, you're not even the star of this website now. It's this little blonde chick that seems to be the star of the website. The fact that she'd be willing to give herself to you... <laughs> Over five million hits. It's not that big a deal that a guy will have sex with a girl. But the fact that a girl will have sex... With a guy who will get under these circumstances, yeah, that's where the real story is. Can we put him on hold? Maybe uh, give the number over, yeah, and then um, see if we can get this going. All right, get the get the number. Yeah, we'll call her. Talk chunks. Go talk to him now. I want to talk to the girl.
That's the more interesting story here, definitely. What are the chances that he gets the 5 million hits? What's the chances that this girl even exists? Or are we just going to get, like, a dial tone? Here's what's funny. Every single time, it's my Canadian girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Or whenever... Well, he's from Canada, so. That's what I'm saying. That's an easy way to run the gimmick. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to do it? Why not? All right, Chunks, talk to me. What's the problem? I, I guess she's not online. So what do you not mean not online? online? I don't know, man. That's what you what, told what me. What does online mean? Ask we are him, we are trying to get her online. We're trying to get her on the phone. I know. Dude, this I is... I'll be able to do it tomorrow for you guys, but just getting it today, i got to give her some prep time for this. Prep time what? To lie? What's so difficult? All you got to say is, hey, I want to have sex with him. For five, for five million hits. It's not a d- difficult thing. We're gonna Let's be, just do this. We're going to be nice to her. We're yeah. Just, dude, you got to understand, like, this is the big deal. This is, like, the story. It's not you. Every guy wants to have sex with... Here's what you're doing. You're performing a public service. You're helping other guys, like our 21-year-old virgin. He needs to know the mindset of a chick who will have sex with someone who builds a website. So what we're going to do here, we're going to put you back on hold and uh, hand the number over to Chunks, and we'll get her on the air. Come on, bro. Be somebody. Let's talk to this girl. Hold on. All right, talk to her. Chunks, turn on the mic over there, and let me hear you talk to him about getting the phone number. Otherwise, I think it's a hoax. I don't mm-hmm. think the girl exists. Um, can I get that number from you from your chick? <laughs> what? You're oh, still... awesome. That's that's cool, dude. He's not budging? He's we didn't like... give him a chance to talk. We just put him back on hold. Yeah, oh, 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 you giving it to me? Oh, hold on a second. All right, what's that? I'm uh, believing this guy now because he has no self-respect or no stance on anything. He said no, and it took him 30 right, seconds to do one angle. Okay. All right. Thanks, dude. All right, dot com. Did you get the number? All right, let's take a break, come back, and call her. All right, Jeff, hold on, because I want to talk to this chick when we get back to two of you, all right? Okay, thanks. All right, you're a good right. dude. Hold on, avirginsplea.com. Right, I have a feeling that's his basement line, and he's <laughs> going to pick it up to do a girl Hello. voice. But we'll see. This is a very interesting story if this can come true. And if we actually talk to the girl and she's legit, I will do everything we can. I will pass this along to our other radio friends so that he can get his 5 million hits. But i got to make sure this is on the up and up. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, it's uh, Tuesday night with the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Hefe, uh, it's a virginsplea.com, correct? Avirginsplea.com, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I've done the math on it. And for him to get the 5 million hits... He has to get 166,666 hits a day, and that would be, he's eight days into it, he, he would up, be up to be, if it was on pace, 1,333,000 hits. So he is way ahead of the curve right now. Yeah, I mean, the month isn't even half over, mm-hmm. and he is nearly halfway there. Again, aversionsplea.com, we're talking to Jeff. Jeff kind of has a bit of a sob story. I still don't understand male virgins, unless you're disgustingly hideous like our uh, 21-year-old virgin, Matt Albert. I'm not hideous. I just lack confidence. And the way she was talking to me on the phone when I was, you know, getting her on the line, Mm -hmm. I think I had a chance. She has that kind of, you know, easy sound in her voice. (laughs) Okay. I don't know, easy or just uh, easy to talk to. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. So he was 21 years old. He was about to get married. He was saving his virginity. He thought his wife was. Turns out she was banging somebody else on the side about six months before the marriage. Broke up. He's now four years later. Hasn't had sex yet. 
kind of on a dare thing, him and his friend, Jeff and his friend, uh, Jen, I guess is her name, a couple of Canadians, were uh, decided to come up with the idea of the website. Mm-hmm. She said, if you can get 5 million hits in 30 days, I will have sex with you. Now, we've talked to Jeff a little bit, and we've gotten his story. And I said, I'm not buying it. The, to me, the actual fascinating part is the girl, mm-hmm. who's you know pretty hot. She's a cute girl. The girl that is willing to do this. I do have a few questions for her on her uh, on her physical ability, though. Okay, yeah, Dubs has a. There's something that stuck out to him about the picture. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back to Jeff. Jeff, are you there? Hey. All right, kudos to you for giving us Jen's number. Well, I just had to figure out exactly what the right number to give you, sir. Yeah, you seemed a little hesitant, cause, and that's the thing. People aren't really buying this whole thing. But well, she was a little, I know she's the entire time she's been a little nervous about having her face on the Internet and, you know, all that stuff. Because so. essentially she's whoring herself out. I mean, when you get right down to it, that's kind of the whole thing here. Well, for a friend. I mean, it's not money, yeah. but it's web hits. You know. There's a whole kind of thing going here where I could see someone being uncomfortable with their face being on this. By the way, if you look at avergensplea.com in the first picture of Jeff with his mouth open, the photoshops have already begun. Have they really? Yeah, about what could go with his mouth making that sort of a sign. Yeah. Oh, right. God, I'm scared. Yeah, all right, here we go. Uh, let's talk to Jin now, the lovely girl in the picture on avergensplea.com. Jin, are you there? Jen. All right, check the line for Jen. Hold on a sec. Oh, do you have the second line turned up, Chunks? Is that the problem? I th- Jen? Yes, I'm here. Okay, All right, that's, that's the guy. problem. <laughs> you dumbass, Chunks. All right, Tommy's right. Work want- it out, guys. Work it out. <laughs> I know. We're a professional radio show here. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, Jen, I'm an, I insist that the big story is you. Yes. On avergensplea.com. Uh, how old are you? Uh, 21. 21, okay. Okay, you're 21 years old, and you're hanging out with a 25-year-old virgin. Yeah. All right, now, here's the thing where it's already shady. You said you ch- you two knew each other in high school, right, Jeff? Yeah, he's yeah, well, a little bit I mean, older than me. Yeah. All right, four years older? So yeah. So freshman, senior kind of hanging out thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you a virgin, Jen? No, I'm not a virgin. When did you lose your virginity? <laughs> Hey, are my parents listening to this? I don't know if I can tell you that. Oh, come on. You're going to have sex with a guy on the Internet. What do they care? I, I, was, uh, I was 17. Oh, 17. There's nothing wrong with that. No parents yeah. should be upset with that. Yeah, that's actually very respectable. That you could say, like, nine. Mm-hmm. Here's your dad. <laughs> so, now here's a question we have before we go any further. Mm-hmm. We look at the picture on avergensplea.com. Yeah, and I noticed this. It, it just came to my head because it looks like your hand is placed in such a way where it's on a wheel. Are you in a wheelchair? No, I'm not in a wheelchair. Okay. Right. I have I have feet. I can walk. Okay. Well, people in wheelchair have feet, but yeah. they just no, I know, but I, they I just, can walk. They just never get their shoes dirty. Very right. True. Okay. I just wanted to because now it adds a whole other level to it, but unfortunately that level is missing. Mm-hmm. Jen, what yes. is going through your thought process of telling your buddy Jeff if you get five million visitors to the website in 30 days, which he is well above pace to do so, you will have sex with him it's kind of just like you know it started off we were all both drunk at a bar and it was kind of just like a dare and i said hey if you can do it then i'll do it and um that's just how it developed do you kind of like him anyway um i think he's a good guy yeah sexually do you uh do you feel sexual attraction to him i never i never felt any sexual feelings towards him Mm, um i don't i don't right now but 
I'll guess I'll have to try and find some. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so basically... <laughs> you're just going to be laying there frigid. Yeah, basically she's saying get lube. Uh, <laughs> it's your it's your uh, thing to get the lube, Jeff. Yeah, your, your loogies must be running in full effect that night. Right. <laughs> Drink a lot of water. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, now... Are you? Will you have sex with him on the night that it hits five million? It's gonna hit five million. Now that we know you're legit, we're gonna pass this on to all our other radio friends to talk to you guys and try okay. to get this up to five million. And I want to. I want to uh, hear the sex. And yeah, would you be willing to record this action? Well, hold on. Let's. I want to go through the thought process okay. first. What What was it in your mind that says, "Hey, I'll do this"? You felt that bad for him, or what? You know what? It wasn't that I felt bad for him, but we were just really drunk, and it was a big dare. And you know, when when you make a word on something, then you have to stick to your word. And wow. So I'm sticking to my word, and I'm going to do it. Did you ever? So, did you ever think it would go this far? Uh, I didn't think it would go this far at all. <laughs> but um, but now it is, and you know, it's often something great. So let's see if we get five million hits. All right, and it's steadily climbing, Dubs. I mean, it's yeah, I just keep on refreshing. I see like at least ten <laughs> hits every time I refresh it. Um, can you guys hold on to the break one more time? I, I have like two more questions I need to ask these guys, but I, we got to stay on on uh, schedule. On schedule. All right, you guys hold on. All right. Okay. All right, hold on. Then we'll put Jin on hold. Jeff, dude. Yeah. This is legit, huh? It is. And why did you pick that picture to go on the front of your website? I'm, I'm still wondering that. Yeah, dude, you have to know that that picture of you with your mouth open like that, there are so many penises on Photoshop everywhere now. It just seemed like such a, a funny and, you know, innocent sort of I'm a 25-year-old virgin kind he of He really is a virgin. That is kind of the thing. He is a virgin now. Mm -hmm. Well, not on the Internet anymore, apparently, at least not the penis. All right, we'll take a break and come back more with Jeff and Jen of virginsplea.com. I can't believe it's real. Yeah. All right. People have to have, you, you got to ask some questions for him. 407 916 This guy's well on his way to getting this chick. I love how she admits, I really don't have any feelings. <laughs> it's a I, I don't think he cares. Now, of course, why would you? No. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, we'll wrap up the interview with avirginsplay.com. But there were like three or four more questions I had to ask them. All right. Before we let them go, uh, Jeff is a 25-year-old virgin who created a website, avirginsplea.com. Jen is a chick who, uh, I guess, basically was the, you know. Um, Receptacle? Yeah, she's going to be. If we can get mm. 5 million hits on the website in 30 days. I think he's going to, without a doubt. All right, let's talk to EJ from the U real fast before we get back to Jeff and Jen. What's up, EJ? I think this is totally bogus. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Because I've seen on the internet, there's pictures of him, but he virgin the other way though. Ah, I got you. You did that with the Photoshop ass. All right, Jeff, you there? Yep. All right, let's go back to Jen. Jen, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, here. Let's wrap this up real fast. Okay. First of all, I want to wait. That's a good question. Are you uh, going to make him wrap it up? Yeah. Will he have to be protected? Um. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, he, he uh, you know he's clean. Uh, yes, now, are you on the pill or anything? We, we'll practice safe sex. <laughs> yeah, no, well, are you on the pill? Yes, I'm on the pill. Then it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Withdrawal method. Well, he... No, safe sex, safe sex. Okay, now, have you guys thought about it? Because I, I look at the picture. Jen, describe yourself to people who can't get the, near the Internet. Oh, what do you look like? 
Um, a has bird. hair about to my shoulders, blonde, um, petite, um, cute face. There's nothing abnormal about me. Right. Yeah. How many partners have you had? Um, I've only had two. Okay. okay. Two sexual partners, and you're you're a small girl, right? Yeah. Okay. Jeff, describe yourself for people who haven't been to a virgin's plea dot com yet. I don't know, but uh, six feet tall, short, dark hair, a little uh, husky, I guess I would describe myself. How much do you weigh? Uh, about 180. Oh, 180 on. is you, you No, 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 no. You're, you're good 220, my friend. At least. I'm looking at the picture now. You don't have the face of a guy who's six foot 180. Stop lying, Jeff. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe a little closer to two, 210. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go 230. <laughs> let's just be safe here. All right, here's what I'm, th here's what I'm thinking. So, Jin, I bet she has one of those... Areas where, like, whenever uh -huh. you look down and she's kind of, you know, her legs are spread, ready to go, yeah, ready to accept. Mm -hmm. It's just very hot. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell where she's in shape. You know, it's just it's very. She's got a very muscular body. Pleasing. Yes. Then you got to think. Yeah. On the other hand, Jeff probably bit of a gut. Mm -hmm. He looks pale. It is Canada, <laughs> and I'm thinking he's probably kind of hairy. And there's a little extra in his junk area, mm -hmm. like a, a little extra baggage. You <laughs> what, know, <laughs> just kind of lopping over. Yeah. Okay. So now Jen, who's not really completely excited about the idea of having sex with him, has to watch that as the two of them consummate. Let's uh, ask Jen real quick. Uh, the, uh, the other two guys we had sex with, are they in good shape? Oh, they're fairly well built, yeah. Uh, is, Jeff the, is Jeff the worst looking of the three guys that you would have had sex with if you have sex with him? To be honest, I'd have to say yes. Does that sting a little bit, Jeff, or do you care? <laughs> you know what? I, I know I'm a big guy, so I'll take it. Well, then why are you lying Ew. with the six foot 180? Um, <laughs> He's not that big. <laughs> I know, but like six foot 230, 220 is about the size for him. All right, here's what I want to know. Is there going to be proof... That you guys had sex together. I mean, you're asking five million people to hit up your site. You have to uh, put some kind of proof up there. That's, yeah, we should. I guess, yeah, I we'll know. have to talk about that. We hadn't thought about that we, yet. Yeah, we haven't really discussed it. I, I, I'm getting this on the web, so, uh, on the uh, Instant Messenger. Uh, she is blank and hot. Mm -hmm. So the guys are digging her. All right, well, let's go ahead and hash it out now. What would you guys put on the website? Uh... What we like as far as proof that sex happened? Like, what would you would you would you be willing to put nudes? Would you be? Well, I'm not willing to do nudes. Uh, not even not not nudes, quote unquote. But you could like, you know, put uh, either the pixelation or bars over. Yeah, we don't really care about you, dude. Yeah, mm. I mean, trust me, no one's gonna be looking at Jeff. They're gonna be looking at Jen. Which uh, boobs do I look at? On a, on, his are bigger. Uh, on a virginsplea.com. So. Like, you got to think, though. Like, how much would you be willing to show, Jen? Um, I guess I just have to think about that. It's something I, I haven't really thought about yet, so but we'll you, have to make a decision about it. There has to be something, though. I, I don't know how much, how, you know, I don't know how I feel about 500-plus million people looking at me nude. All right, hold on, though. <laughs> you wouldn't show penetration, but, would you? You wouldn't actually want to show penetration, right? No. All no. Right, could, would you show him lying on top of you? Uh, possibly. <laughs> okay, but then not that flat ass. <laughs> yeah, we want to yeah. see where his back and hamstring meets for his ass, because you know there's not one. And then like you kind of squashed underneath. Um, Maybe we'll see. <laughs>
like you're a wily e. coyote and a tree fell on you. You look like a hairy guy too. I, I'm, not, I'm not overly hairy. No, I got a I got a better solution where we all win. Uh, sweetie or whatever your name is, Jen. 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 Why don't you just take nudes of yourself and send them to us, and then everyone will be happy. That's yeah. basically we'll, all we we'll really just, want. We'll, we'll just go on the air and say, hey, it happened. We're we'll right. trying to ask you in a roundabout way. Right, but... Make sure you're in your wheelchair when you do it. All right, the final question <laughs> that I have, it's a Hideout Road Radio 104.1, a virginsplea.com. And, Jen, how much are you willing to do to Jeff? Because all apparently he's had is... Him and his ex chick sitting in a corner, you know, looking at each other while they're doing themselves. On a wet mattress. Yeah. <laughs> On a waterbed. So, like, are you, and I don't want to get too descriptive, but are you willing to, like, maybe use your mouth? Um, or is it just going to be straight up uh, one way? Will you kiss? Yeah, we would kiss. It's it's sex, so we would do everything that when people have sex, everything they do. No, no, you, you don't understand though. Some people, <laughs> when they have sex, they do different things. Like, uh, are you going well, to? How far are you going to go? Are you going to uh, wrap some plastic around yourself and let them squat? <laughs> I mean, wh- how far are you going to take this? I mean, is um, it? Would it be a trip know, around the world? Foreplay, foreplay and sex, and that's that's it. Do you think you'd do a, do it a second time? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. If he's good. If he's good, we'll see. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what are you thinking right now and talking to Jen? Because I don't even know if you guys have really even talked this out. Yeah, you guys haven't really gotten everything, uh, all the wrinkles yeah. ironed out. You have to understand that we'll probably sue if we get n- no sort of uh, yeah. proof that it happened. We need, we need some- something. Yeah, you got to have a payoff. As in radio, you always got to have a payoff. So you want to make oh. sure people know you two had sex. I'm assuming her and I will probably work that over the next day or two. I'll post an update to the website. Yeah, def- yeah definitely uh, let let us know what's going to go on there. Are you excited, bro? I mean, it looks like you're well on your way with your website. Oh, I am, I am pumped. This whole thing has just been unreal. What about for you? Are you now wishing you hadn't done this, Jen? No, it's um, I don't regret it at all. It was a drunken dare, and now it's turned into something kind of interesting <laughs> so, and fun. So. He, 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 it kind of seems like he's taking advantage of a drunken. Yeah, here's girl. the other thing too. Why don't we fly you down to Orlando? We'll all get drunk and we'll see if uh, we'll dare you to reenact the accused here on our table here in the studio. That's that's okay, guys. Jesus, if it seems like it's that easy, we got to get up to Canada, man. You're mm-hmm. right; they're a little easier up there. All right, well, Jeff, Jen, virginsplea.com. We'll pass this all along to all our radio buddies and uh, help you guys get to five million. Get, since it's already looks like it's going to happen, Jen, will you just go ahead and have sex with them? Not... No, we have to it's five million. <laughs> well, what's it with you Canadians and your damn rules? <laughs> this always We're horrible. honest people, what can I say? That is true. That's okay. why we hate you. All right, that, yeah, because we're Americans, we're not. No. So, how about this? I want to put you guys on hold, and I want our producer to talk to you. And as soon as you hit five million, as soon as you have sex, I want you guys back in here in the hideout so we can talk about how it all went down. Is that cool? That sounds cool to me. Cool. All right, hold, hold on, Jeff. Jen, you still there? All right, hold on, that's Jeff. Hold on a second. Let me put Jeff on hold. Right, let me take the. Yeah, let's get Jen on. Hi, right, Jen. Jen. Hi. Hi, right, Chunks. Pick up the phone. Talk to Jeff real fast. Hurry now. <laughs> he knows something's up right now. 
Jen, what are you thinking, dude? Is, Run. Does he have, like, photos of you already? <laughs> are you being held against your will? No. We can is send he, help. Is he making uh, making it put lotion on it? I mean, <laughs> does he have you <laughs> no, down in a hole? No, not. He's not. This was, um, this was totally an agreement between the two of us. So it's, um, you know, it is what it is. He's not holding me against my will at all. I'm doing it willfully. Are you so. going, are, will you now turn into, like, maybe this is your thing in life and you're just going to go around deflowering guys? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not. T- I'm not lying. We got a 21-year-old, six foot five, 500-pound black virgin, who is much nicer. And, and, and that's very exotic for you guys up in uh, Canada, because you guys don't have any blacks. I've been there before. It, he'll do all yeah, sorts of a uh, so, all sorts of a dare thing. Yeah, they're called the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, Jen. Well, we'll hold on, and Chunks is going to talk to you, sweetie. All right. Okay. Thanks. Telling you, Matt, you're an ass. How am I an ass? There are always women out there who are willing to have sex. Dude, dude, he he put the site up for one chick to do this, and he's already gotten all these emails from other chicks. You got to do the same thing, man. He's doing it the easy way. I'm doing it the hard way. <laughs> who cares? You're the idiot, then. The man way. In the 1940s, they wouldn't put up websites and go out and go to a bar, find a drunk chick, uh, uh, right, drug her, yes. and take her back to the hotel. <laughs> Uh, SKD says, uh, if you put up your website with the exchange rate, all you'd need is two million hits. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> As opposed to the five million. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. That was fun. That was good. Good job, Chunks. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Thevirginsplea.com. I want to talk to them after they have sex. Yeah, definitely. I want to see how it went. Uh. Matt, I'm telling you, bro, as a... 21-year-old virgin, I don't know how you haven't found women like this. I don't have women friends. You don't leave the house. You need to do something, man. You need to get active. Look, I'm not for ripping bits off. However, I think you ganked this one. Yeah. Cuff it. I think you get a website and you sell yourself. Give yourself a sob story. Who cares? Tell your story. <laughs> yeah, it's it'll make sob. you cry. It's that's not sob. How, how do you think I fall asleep at night with a good cry thinking about you? Just put up photos and really, because this chick is hot. His first one's going to be a pretty decent lay. But here you are, non-committal, non-active. I still say she's in a wheelchair. It doesn't matter. You're it's just still hoping. Hot. Yeah. You're just hoping she yeah. is. That would fulfill a fantasy for you. Mm-hmm. But this girl... Flop her around like a wrestling dummy. She seems like she's really possibly into it. No, she's not. You heard her. But she's, she's, she's like, I have no look, sexual thoughts towards that. Look what man. I'm doing with my fingers. Spreading them. That's and all that, you need. But that, only if it happens. That's it, though, man. You have that chance. Why do you want her to be into it? It's your first time. Oh. There's no way she's going to be actually happy with it. So you might as well just... Right, here's Get it thing. over with. Don't worry about if she's into it, because you already know she isn't. Our buddy Porno Dan's coming to town, and he's bringing a couple of chicks with him. Well, I think he'll be here Thursday night. Many times before, we've offered you a Porno Dan chick. Will you finally, Matt, choose to lose your virginity on the air Thursday night? No. Why? Because I'm not banging a porn star. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I... I want you to isolate that. Listen back to it. 
over and over again while and you're see si- how stupid that sounds. While you're sitting in your room. That was that was you giggling in the background. Right, with hold your... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, how would I be giggling in the background? Dude, his you giggle. Think, you think I'm going to watch it? <laughs> Why don't you? What, what about if we were in the office? What about if you went into the office? It would still be hard. Ew. Why would that it be would... so difficult? Why would it be so difficult? Well, how about in the van? To have sex with a porn star on Thursday night with our buddy Porno Dan. It's just really and hard to get aroused around any of you guys. But we're me. not even going to be here. You could be in the office, or you could be downstairs in a van. Or we could take you to a hotel up the street. I'm sure Dan would even front the bill for it. He'd want to tape it. Okay, let him. Tell him you can't be in there, set up the camera, and just walk out. I don't want any evidence of that massacre. <laughs> What, you kill her? No, what do you killing, mean, massacre? You're killing baby sperm. What are you talking about? Right, I had to yeah, you can. So, you can? No. Say gravy next time. Okay. That's more disgusting, though. All right, let me say this, though, Matt. Why don't you step up and be somebody and have sex with a porn star? See, this is where, this, this is what we've had to deal with for two-plus years. Mm-hmm. Constant opportunities to help this guy get laid and then always turn down. And a no-strings, no-risk opportunity. You know? Some girl who's a pro, who doesn't want anything to do with him afterwards, just to get that confidence, and he doesn't have enough confidence to even step forward to it, when it doesn't take any confidence to do it. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Randy in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Hey, how you doing, guys? All right, buddy. Great show, man. Thank you. Hey, man, I got one question for you, um, buddy. Can you really achieve an erection at all? Yes, I can. All right, so you <laughs> can't... This afternoon proves is it. That, <laughs> is that the problem? I... No. Multiple times in the day, my friend. Well, then why not with a porn star? If you're with one... All right, Chunks, don't edit. Well, can you turn that down or something yeah. while you're editing? It's so loud back there. Or plug your headphones into it. He's like deaf, because everything's turned up twice as much when Tommy's back here. So, you, though, let's focus. So, you will not have sex with a bona fide porn star, but you'll sit in front of your computer... And watch those porn stars go at it. And watch 45-second clips of the same porn stars be with other guys. Yes. Why? I don't understand. Just say this. Just I want you to say this. Do you want the girl to love you, or do you want to love the girl before you'll do it? No. Okay. Are you afraid of losing your virginity? No. Then why not have sex with a hot porn star? Uh, porn stars are trashy, and I don't want to catch anything. You're not going to catch Wear anything. Wear a dome. That's that's still, Dude, you know. Porn stars tend to be the cleanest people they have to be. That's their livelihood. And if you're going to uh, be making money by making movies like that, you have to get tested. The livelihood is to be clean, because if they're dirty, they're not working. Think about that. They still catch hurt, and they still catch syphilis. No, because they can't work anymore. Then they can't work. Oh, oh, you need penicillin for uh, syphilis and Well, then what are you afraid of if you get penicillin? I don't want that. I don't want the burn. It doesn't burn that bad. How do you know? Shh. Hush now. You anger me. Thinking about me. All right, people are saying if Matt makes a virgin website, no pictures of him. It's not going to help. I get this on the Instant Messenger. What's wrong with Matt? We wonder that all the time. I just don't think... I'll, I'll be honest, real fast, because we got a break and talk to the Da Vinci Code lady. I don't think you like girls. I love girls. I think, honestly, that he likes being a virgin. 
How, it's wh- your angle. It's your bit. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the like? No, no one likes being a virgin. Duh, it's the, boring. But it's that a, is you. That is your identity. You're boring. You lose your identity if you lose your virginity. Dubs, let me ask you. You're a virgin. You're 21. Let's say you're 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And a radio show offers you to have sex with a porn star. I don't care if it's male or female at that point. Male or female porn star, I know they're going to be good. I would do it. I don't think I could be on camera. But I'm pretty sure we could work something out with Porno Dan where it wouldn't even have to be on camera. There has to be something we can do. Some exchange right there. I'd even let you hop in the back of my Scion to lose it. That small thing I'd never fit. Especially with a, you know, big bone girl like he has. Why are you running down the girls? I saw the couple of the girls. The girls he's bringing in this Thursday are hot. And I'm... that's the thing. He really does not want to lose it because he's he's ruining his chances before they even it's, come in front of him. It's always an excuse with him. And I'm, you know, whatever. Todd in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Todd? Hey, what's going on, man? Last word on this. we got to get a break, get to the break with the Da Vinci Code lady. Man, I think Matt Albert just has reverse performance anxiety because he's afraid women can't please him as much as his hand does. That is, That actually happens to some people where mm-hmm. they, they give up having sex with their wives and girlfriends because they're so good with themselves. They know how to do it, and they don't think any, uh, anybody else can live up to that. I am talented. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Those big claws of yours. I will take a break, come back. Knight says that Matt is more pathetic of a loser than he ever could have imagined. Nightmare Dave. It's a hideout, real radio. Da Vinci Code, if you're a fan, if you hate it, this lady, I guess, is going to come help in and disprove the whole thing next in the hideout on Row Radio 104.1. It's a Tuesday night with the hideout, Row Radio 104.1, 9 o'clock hour. And... By the way, thank you to Subway for delivering us some great sandwiches, including that meatball sub you and I ate, Dubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget the RD- down. Yeah, the RDV Subway location delivers. Go ahead and give them a call at 407-660-7362. That's the Maitland Center you know, RDV area one. They uh, deliver Subway, so that's cool for those of us that work in this in this industrial complex. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of offices around here, and they deliver right to it. Um, very cool. Dub's a big thing. You see it everywhere. And I want to read the book, The Da Vinci Code, mm-hmm. starring Tom Hanks. I guess it will be coming out a week from Friday, the 19th. I thought it was this week. Yeah, I thought it was this Friday. But it's not this Friday. It's next Friday. So many people have read this book. It's one of the biggest selling books of all time. You now see where every television show is doing a uh, a special on the Da Vinci Code, either about it or trying to tear it down. I guess the whole thing all along is that Dan Brown, the author of the yeah. book, says it's fiction. Mm-hmm. But he did come out in the beginning and say there were facts to it, I think, and then he kind of retracted that. Well, Dub's joining us in the hideout right now. Amy Welburn, author of a few books, including The Facts Behind the Fiction, of the Da Vinci Code, which I may start reading tonight. Uh, Amy, Miss Welburn, welcome into the Hyatt on Row Radio. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, good. So, all right, for those of, who, those of us who maybe aren't up on it, just, I mean, for those of us who haven't read the book yet, what is the Da Vinci Code? And then we'll get to your stance on it. 
Well, The Da Vinci Code is an adventure novel that's built around um, these historical assertions that Dan Brown does say, and did at the beginning especially, say that were based on research that he had mm-hmm. done, okay? And, you know, it's based on this idea that there is this big secret that Jesus, the real Jesus, isn't anything like the Jesus of the New Testament or the church, and that he was married to Mary Magdalene, and he wanted her to be the leader of this movement and all this kind of thing. And um, so it's an adventure based on that premise. So he wrote, he wrote kind of a novel inserting some of the research, what he at the time was calling facts, right. uh, that he found. Now, is there a reason to be skeptical of the Catholic Church and everything uh, with it, with the uh, with the, some of the books they allow into the Bible and some of them that they've uh, kind of let out? I mean, there's the whole area of Jesus as a child that wasn't even covered there. I, I hear there's books of uh, Jesus that uh, tell stories of him actually killing someone. Yeah, well, you know, the people who, you know, sort of discerned what books should be in the New Testament weren't mm-hmm. stupid, you know. No. They weren't just doing all this randomly. They wanted to select the books that they felt would help from, the religion you know, the out tradition most. that had were telling the truth, you know, based on what the apostles had taught. And so yeah, there there was all this other stuff. There were all these other books, like you say, there's one with stories of, of Jesus as a boy kind of doing some weird miracle. Kind of was, a, kind of a young Spider-Man type thing, not exactly. knowing how to uh, control the powers given to him. But that didn't make it into the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Amy Welburn here in the hide on Road Radio 104.1, the facts behind the fiction of the Da Vinci Code. So you don't like the Da Vinci Code then, right? Well, I mean, you know, life is short and there are better things to read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, But I know I wrote my book because I was, I'm, I'm a former teacher. In fact, I used to live in Lakeland, and oh. I taught at Santa Fe Catholic High School in Lakeland. Nice. Yeah, and um, I have a master's in church history, and I have a blog, and people were writing me, asking me questions about the Da Vinci Code. Is it true that Jesus and Mary Magdalene were really married? And, mm-hmm. you know, what about, you know, the Catholic Church and all this kind of stuff? So my book is a way to answer those questions, because I'm a teacher, now, and now, that's what I do. Now, uh, you've obviously read the Da Vinci Code, then, even though you said there's better stuff to read. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Just making, well, sure. just, just making sure. I mean, you are kind of making money off the whole thing, though, right? Kind of knocking down the idea or showing the, the I guess, mistruths or, or educating of the book. Well, I'm a writer. That's what we do. And I yep. make 65 cents for every book I sell. Well, obviously, you're just uh, <laughs> raping the general public uh, when it comes to it. Amy Welburn here in the hideout on Rural Radio 104.1. AmyWelburn.com. Right, the website isn't working. Is it Amy-Welburn or? No, no, just straight. Just oh. all one word, kind of. Now, yeah. I want to change the subject just for a second here. Uh, the big thing that's been out lately is the Gospel of Judas. What do you think of that? Well, the Gospel of Judas exists. It's probably, you know, dates from the late 2nd, early 3rd century. Tells a lot of tells us about the people who wrote it, but the people who wrote it didn't know Jesus, didn't know the apostles. It's kind of like a meditation or a contemplation or an interpretation of Jesus. It, it, was, it was written long after yeah, but Jesus was and died. Wasn't it based on stories that were being told back then and kind of passed through generation, and then they finally no. just put it? No? 
No, it was based okay. on, you know, this other group that they called Gnostics, and they were, like, separate from Christianity, mm-hmm. and they sort of applied what their teaching, and they tacked on the, you know, they sort of <laughs> melded it with some things weren't, that they'd heard about Jesus weren't the, and uh, created was, something new. Explain the Gnostics real quick. Gnostics were basically the, the really, uh, like, the kind of the smart people back then. They were kind of held to a higher society, weren't they? Well, they thought they were. Um, you know, Gnostic, Gnosticism means knowledge. They were a heretical group. They were a group of, like, you know, people who, and there were all kinds of Gnostics. There were Jewish Gnostics, there mm-hmm. were Gnostic Gnostics, and there were Christian Gnostics. And these are the Gnostic who, Gnostics, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> and they, you know, they believed that, you know, matter was bad, that the body was bad, the spirit was good, and they sort of, you know, blended that into whatever culture they happened to live in. And there were some Gnostics who tried to mix all that up with Christianity. And the result is things like the Gospel of Judas, Gospel of Thomas, and stuff like that. Now, is that ba- uh, is that Jesus' baby in the background there? <laughs> what is no, it? we don't have the holy bloodline here. Okay. Now, <laughs> I'm not the holy grail. Now, what about Mary Magdalene? Like, what's... Because they say, or at least the idea in the Da Vinci Code was that she was Jesus' wife and they had a kid. Wasn't she a whore? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'd always thought, like, growing up. That like, was kind of like the uh, the story going around, but no one would really... No, it's not, it's not in the it. Bible. The Gospels don't identify her as a prostitute. And, uh, I mean, you know, movies do, but what, what, <laughs> it's not. she's not identified that way. What, what, what is she identified as, then, in the Bible? The, how was she identified? Yeah. Well, I um, read it. She's a woman that Jesus drove seven demons out of, and then she gave up everything to follow Jesus. And she was there at the cross when the other, most of the other apostles had, you know, run away. And then she was the first one to discover the empty tomb. So she was really important in early Christianity. All right, was she as hot as Monica Bellucci? Because when I watched The Passion of the Christ, that's all I could, like, focus on was how hot she was. Especially when she was crying in the dirt. That was... All right, uh, Amy Welburn here in the hideout on Roll Radio 104.1. And uh, she's got a website. She's written the book, The Facts Behind the Fiction of the Da Vinci Code. All right, we have a religious scholar who'd like to debate with you. Is that okay? A what? A religious scholar who'd like to debate okay, with you. Okay, sure. Okay, here we go. Sir Gary, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. Sir Gary. Good evening. How are you tonight? Fantastic. Now, you're a big fan of Jesus, right, Sir Gary? Uh, yes, I've been looking at what do you think about um, the Da Vinci Code, and do you think it's true or it's false, and are you going to see the movie? Uh, I'm thinking about going to see the movie if I can get away to go. Okay. I think, I think it would be a good movie. About Jesus. Tell, yeah, tell us what it's about real quick. I haven't seen it yet. Do you know what it's about? I don't know what it's about. I just heard people talk about it on TV, you know. Do you have a question about Jesus for Amy, our guest? I'd like to, let, like, like to know how long she's been a Christian, what she like about being a Christian. All right, that's a good thing. How long have you been with the faith, Amy? Uh, since I was baptized when I was a baby. And uh, how do you like it? That's one of his other questions. That, that, that was a follow-up. If you could please uh, answer the follow-up as well. Uh, what was the follow-up? Uh, how do you like it? How do you like it's, being a Christian? It's doing really well. Okay, very good. It's working out. Sir Gary, where are you going to be on Sunday? Uh, Lord's willing, tomorrow night from 7 to 8, I'll be at the uh, New Hope Baptist Church on uh, West Story Road, Winter Garden, where the Baptist pastor and church air conditioning went invited. Oh, it has air conditioning now. That's good news. Thank yes, you, sir. sir, Gary. God bless you. Have a good evening. All right, you too, my friend. All right, Amy Walburn here in the hideout. The facts behind the fiction of the Da Vinci Code. All right, someone actually really wants to debate you and not ask you about how great Christianity is. Here is uh, Jason in Deltona. You had a couple of questions for Amy? 
Yeah, um, I just want to ask her, like, about the Gospel of Judas. Um, that was actually just like a copy of what was not allowed in the Bible, because whenever it was put together in 188D, it was already around. It was, just, it was pretty much what one bishop chose to put in the Bible. That's pretty much what it was. No, and that's there, there was over 30-some Gospels. Hold on, hold on. One at a time. One at a time, please. Go ahead and respond, Amy. No, that's not how the Bible came to be, and it's really no secret how the Bible came to be. By the beginning of the first, second century, by the early 100s, people were already writing about the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as authoritative. So, you know, it's, it's the whole process of how the New Testament was put together is not a mystery. You can read any good book about it and figure it out. All right, what do you think? What do you say to that, Jason? Well, uh, yeah, I, I just think that you know it's a little bit one, you know, a little bit opinionated. The Bible, you know, you, you really need to read all the Gospels to kind of get the real full story, in my opinion, you know, because, you know, the Catholic Church really isn't what Jesus wanted it to be, you know? I mean, he didn't really believe in, like, people going to church and doing all this kind of stuff like it was. You know, he was more about self-righteousness, you know, and everybody being true to their self, stuff like that. All right, what do you say to that, Amy? Is the Catholic Church what's wrong with religion? I say that he is right that you really do need to read the Gospels, and, you know, he might want to start doing that. You know, Jesus was, and he said Jesus was about self-righteousness. Uh, self-righteousness means thinking you're better than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, that's a little opposite of what I think. I think he meant the opposite. Well, that's uh, actually what I believe in. Uh, I'm better than all of you, and uh, I would actually go to heaven if that's what it's all about. Uh, all right, Jason, anything else, or is that it for Amy Welburn here in the hideout? Well, I might have missed. I might have said the wrong. Yeah, you, you, I think you, I, but I mean, yeah. you know, he's just more about you know was was about making one's oneself better, you know, and living the right life, you know, and doing to others as you would have done unto yourself type of thing. You so know? be I, Canadian. No, I got you. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. I think Sir Gary put up more of a debate than Jason did. Well, Amy, what do you think's going to happen with the movie? And uh, obviously, the book has done incredibly well. So well, you're able to you know make sixty cents sixty cents per book. <laughs> That you've written uh, to counter it. Which I want you to go in and roll in your change after you're done with this. Yeah. You just, you know, I, I do it every night. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think this is good, uh, the whole, you know, at least people talking about religion, talking about Jesus? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, people who were never interested in, like, how the Bible came to be or the first century are talking about it. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. What about the people who are fundamentalists and take the Bible for exact word? Well, you know, they believe that you should, you know, take it seriously, and no, you know, that's, that's, that's what a, they believe. That's a very good question. Do you Thank take, you. Do you take it word for word, or do you take some of them as kind of... Fables. Uh, well, not even fables, but kind of... Uh, Allegories. The Bible is, is God's word, and God speaks the way human beings speak. And sometimes human beings speak the truth in the form of stories. Sometimes they speak it in the form of history. Sometimes they sing songs and write plays and write poetry. And the Bible is all those different kinds of literature. It all tells the truth about God, but does it in different literary forms. Most of it's history. I Most know, of it I, is. So but some of it's not. Literally, you uh, would you say literally everything in there is true, or are they kind of using uh, kind of... If I say it's raining cats and dogs, exactly. is that literally true? Exactly. That's what I'm it, trying to try to get. It's true. It's a true statement. It's not a lie. Okay. So, you know, so, that's... But, but people will take it of into... Of course it's a lie. It's not raining cats and dogs. <laughs> it's not even close. It's... But people can take a lot of stuff out of context in there. You'll agree. Yeah, but it is all, you know, it all tells the truth about God. It's not just like an inspirational book. It's inspired by God, but God speaks like we do. We talk in metaphors and stuff like that. Okay, so God. that's the word I was looking for. Metaphors, you yeah. know. Okay. 
Thank you I, for helping me out with that, I, teacher. I thought if God spoke, though, our heads I get would explode. Our heads would explode like in dogma, where it's Alanis Morissette running around. If we heard the voice of God, our heads would explode. Mm -hmm. Here, Michael Ocala has a question. Go ahead, uh, Michael, for Amy. Yeah, I can't wait to see the movie. I'm a Christian, and I read the book. I Me read too. Angels and Demons, and I read Da Vinci Code. I can't. I think it's going to be a great movie. It's a good story. That's what it is. It's a story. If one guy believes it's truth, hey, that's on him. Nobody's ever been up in arms about a movie before. Come on. It's only a movie. Take it for what it is. All right, there you go. Michael's kind of summed it all up. Nothing really for Amy. Let me ask you, Amy. I know you believe in God. What about David Blaine? <laughs> Do you believe in um, David Blaine? Or did he let you down yesterday? You know, um, if you want to believe in David Blaine, that's your right. I'll tolerate no, that. No, I'm not, I'm not saying believe in him as a God thing. But, <laughs> I know what but, you mean. <laughs> but did you believe in him and then he let you down by uh, not uh did you believe he could actually hold his breath that long and he let you down like oh, the rest of America? Okay, who cares? No. Uh, Amy, Mel Amy Welburn here in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. I'll uh, tell you what. Here's what I'm going to do, Amy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the Da Vinci Code. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to read your book, The Facts Behind the Fiction of the Da Vinci Code, and then I'm going to go see the movie, all this, before uh, next Friday. Good for you. So we're you going to give me 65 cents? Yes. I thought it was 60. Now you're up in the price? <laughs> how, about, how about you send us a book? Uh, formerly of Lakeland, Amy Welburn. Uh, the website's amywelburn.com. Thanks for coming into the hideout, sweetie. It was a pleasure. Right, we'll Thank talk you very to you. much. She was cool. Mm -hmm. Usually those religious types aren't. Hey, how do you think Jesus would be treated if he were around today? Uh, as president? No. Because I think uh, the closest thing we have to Jesus right now is George W. Bush. All right, let me say this. You're an ass. Hmm. Who do you think is closest to Jesus Christ? On earth right now? Think about it. I give a prize. Do you have somebody in mind? Not yet. I give Except a... for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> He probably looked a lot like he probably looked a lot like David Blaine. Mm -hmm. Now that I think about it, I'll give a prize to someone who can come up with a good person right now who would be more the most like Jesus. Like you look at him, you think, man, Jesus. Who's the guy from the Spin Doctors? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I know is he sings two princes and. Here's the thing, and I'm not giving you a prize for Johnny Damon. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. New friend on MySpace, Tom Gavin. Yeah, I got Gavin a couple days ago. <laughs> I don't think it's really him. I don't care. I just like having the name on there. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1 on a Tuesday night. I want to give a prize to someone who can guess who I think is the most Jesus-like. Like, who Jesus would be the most like. Like, current day. Current day Jesus. I'll tell you this, though. What's funny is that I bet most of today's Christians wouldn't like Jesus. You don't think so? No. The long hair. Oh, you're going on purely appearance, not... Well, uh... no, but, I mean, a bit of a hippie, even ideals. Mm -hmm. I don't think... And, I, and it's one of those things, too, where I don't think he'd be real interested in his followers. I could be a bit disappointed. I'd assume. I think uh, I'll, I don't have a problem with Christians in general. I just think there are uh, a, a select few of them that give all of them a bad name. Just like any religion, I, there's a few that put themselves out there so far that uh, they give the rest of them a bad name when the rest of them are really good people. I, Woo 36 says, uh, old dirty bastard. He's dead. 
Tupac. Dead. That's he just keeps throwing that out. I'll tell you this: the one who I'm thinking of is a uh, I don't know if he's a rapper, but he's hip hop. Is he black man? Hmm. Mm. Come on. Hmm. Robin O'Callie, you're in the hideout on Rob Radio. What do you got, Rob? Hey, I thought the person that he looked most like is Daniel Day Lewis. He grows hair long, put a little scruff on him. <laughs> but I guess if you were looking for attitude, I think BJ off the Amazing Race might work. I don't watch the Amazing. Yeah, race. I've never watched the Amazing Race, but I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere. You want to roll a bike here, is BJ? Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Jeff in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Jeff? Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, two go. All right, uh, Michael Landon for dead, and uh, <laughs> Alan Alda for alive. Alan Alda, I, not a bad one. Alan, yeah, he's a chick guy. I will say though, the Michael Landon, because of his show, and he has kind of a look if you put the beard on. Yeah, Highway to Heaven and stuff. Yeah. All right, that's a. You know what, Jeff? That's good enough. I'll give you a prize because that's a good one. Yeah. Even though he's dead. Oh, you want to hear mine? Hmm. I'm going to have uh, Matt put up these other two and see if they got them. If not, I'll put out who I think it is. Okay. Be more Jesus-like. I'm having difficult with it, uh, difficulty with this. Mine was easy. Do you think? Are people are saying Jason Lee. He would look a lot like, yeah. Jay-Z? No, it's not Jay-Z. It's not who I'm thinking. You're not thinking of Hova? No. H3 Izzo? Are you ready? Yeah. Wyclef Jean. To me, Wyclef Jean. He brings people together. Doesn't he hate white people? Come on, like I, Jesus was a fan. I think the whole... I don't think Wyclef hates white people. I thought the whole Fuji clan didn't. No. Uh, not Kanye. No way. I think more than anybody else. And why is it every single time someone comes up and says, hey, I'm Jesus, like David Koresh? You know that Jesus was more like David Koresh than anybody else. How, how can you say that? What did uh, David Koresh do that was... Uh... Leading the group, had some thoughts, other than the having the sex with the underage children. <laughs> exactly, and he wasn't a good guy. He was a manipulative bastard. And I say that with the least amount of enunciation possible. Jack Napier, you're in the hideout on Roll Radio. Hey, I say, uh, how about John Lennon? Oh, you know what? Lennon's a good one. <laughs> Lennon was all about the peace. I mean, like Asians. All right, you know what? Hold on a second. You don't win anything. I think you want an internship. We'll talk to you later. All right, bye. See <laughs> I think he's, uh, isn't he interning with us or no? Is that going on, Chunks? Jack Napier? What's up? Is he interning with us soon? Is that, what's his real I don't know what his real name is. He goes by Jack Napier here in the hideout. Uh, I don't know then. I'll, it's For some reason, uh, the guy I'm talking to right now, I know his real name. And I don't know his radio name. And, and all you else. know him by is the view of his lap, you big mo. I know his real name. Jack Napier's real name? Mm-hmm. I know it. Is that, well then ask Chunks. Tell him off the air and then have Chunks give me a nod yes or no. Oh, yeah, that's him. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? You just got to wait for um, All right, like and I don't care. That's All fine. Right. Get it together. Right. I need a little help here. Sonny in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Yeah, how you doing, man? All right. I think uh, Brad Pitt for the look and Alec Baldwin for the attitude. Oh. Alec Baldwin. I'll tell you what, then I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a follower. Even throw Steven in there. He's born again. He does uh, the Jesus skate parks. 
He does? Yeah, he does a whole skate, uh, like a uh, uh, Christian skateboard tour. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, he's a big born again. Did you see the thing on 60 Minutes with him, uh, of him uh, trying to drive the porn store out of his uh, yes, community? Yes, I did. Uh, we yeah. have, I think we played the audio in here. Leanne in Orlando, you got the final word. What are you thinking, Leanne? I'm thinking of Jimmy Carter. I mean, we don't have the looks, but he's truly gone for peace in every aspect of living. And he can build a house like a carpenter. That's true. Of course. Who's more then? And by the way, America hated Jimmy Carter, so I think they'd hate Jesus. Who more, Jimmy Carter or John Lennon? Jimmy Carter. Really? Wow. Right, that's shocking. All right, I thank, guess. Uh, thank you, Leanne. Artist uh, compared to a, a carpenter. A guy who's all... Well, they're both about peace. It's about one being cooler than the other. And that's Jimmy Carter. Absolutely. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. All right, we're back in the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone. All right, Da Vinci Code, a movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Another movie coming out, Dubs, is a uh, hideout project, the Behind the Bicurious. How's docu- that looking? The documentary on your cousin, Bicurious BJ. I just got this from our uh, producer slash director, mm-hmm. writer, Sof. He goes, there are a couple ways the doc can be edited. The first is the funny, crazy BJ running around, and the doc is all about the stuff that he got into. The second is showing all of the crazy adventures, but show the consequences at the end with kind of a lesson for people. He said, whichever one you want, I don't want to give the audience wanting one thing and not giving it to them. Hmm. I'd say the second one. I think so, too. Because the crazy adventure is like, oh, okay, fine. But yeah. I think it's even better that there's a lesson to be learned at the end. And there's kind of it kind of wraps it all up. Plus, it was such a big deal the way he was forced to leave town mm-hmm. by you and you kicking him out, and we had the whole saga play out here on the on the show. And then uh, Soft went and picked him up that night and did some recording. Then I think we go the second one. Yeah, I like that. And you just see how much fun and craziness he gets into, but that in the end... The consequences of his craziness. You know, it doesn't turn out well. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of there being a lesson to be learned. Do you see, as far as movies go to, Mission Impossible 3 Ooh. didn't do so well? You know, and it, it doesn't look like it did that bad, but they were there was such a hype for it, and it didn't live up to the huge hype. I mean, it made $48 million. Which isn't bad, and I think another 70 worldwide. But they expected it to be near what Mission Impossible 2 made, mm-hmm. which was like $58 million, whole $10 million more. Or War of the Worlds, which premiered at about $65 million. I had no interest in Mission Impossible 3. I had no uh, interest in War of the Worlds, and... See, I went and saw that. Didn't that die off, like, right after the first week? Yeah, because people realized it was stupid, and we've mm-hmm. seen it before. And why do we really care? Not much changed. How, how humble do you think uh, Tom Cruise is None. because of this? He doesn't care. No? No, please. He's got a baby. He's got Katie Holmes under lockdown. Do you think it's brought him down a little bit as far as, like, studios go? Because they're already talking, hey, has this craziness gotten him out of control? And you know what? He needed a hit right here. He really did to um, show the studios that he will still put asses in the seat no matter what. No matter how crazy he is. Yep, and that did not turn out. Does it make you happy? Yes. i got to tell you, I'm elated. 
I love the fact that even though it made $48 million, mm-hmm. it didn't do as well as everyone projected. It makes me happy because he's a psycho. It was a top movie over the weekend, too, wasn't it? I mean, it by far killed RV, but what the hell's RV? The Robin Williams. No, that's what I'm saying. Who cares, though? Mm-hmm. Who's going to go watch that? Oh, it looks terrible. I, those are two people you like being brought down a peg. Who, Robin Williams? Yes. Oh, I have no problem with Robin Williams. I hate him. Why? It's it's old. It's very... It is very old and everything, but he doesn't show his face as much as he used to, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty uh, okay with him. The whole out of control, I'm hairy, I'm doing noises, I don't know what's going on, I know what. never know what I'm going to say next. It's hard for me to get mad at a legend. He's a legend? Yes, Robin Williams is a comedic legend. Come on. I heard he's the one of the ultimate joke stealers. He steals some really damn good ones. I don't think the I'm high on cocaine, he's the human Tasmanian devil. <laughs> nanu, nanu. <laughs> What's, what's funny about that? How's that funny? I, I did love it. I hated that show. Nanu, nanu. 407-916-1041. time. You're not glad he got brought down a peg? No, not at all. I think he's one that deserves to still be on top. I told you, uh, the show sucked. Mm-hmm. The what's David Spade show. Yeah. The showbiz show. Mm-hmm. But he did an interesting, it was very Daily Show-esque. That's why I didn't respect it. But it was all the clips of Robin Williams doing his media. Mm-hmm. And how, as much as it seems like it's out of control, it's all the same bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a plan, and it's just he's just, what the hell? Guys, this is Doubtfire. Hello. Hello. Hi, Flashes. <laughs> you think that guy's funny? There's a drive-by fruiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Dude, he's dancing around, and dude looks like a lady. That's epic. Because he was dressed up like a lady. And oh, there was an Erasmus song like that. Perfect. All right, come on. All right, who else do you think needs to be brought down a peg? I would say Dakota Fanning. All right, that's an interesting one. She is definitely getting too big for her little britches. She's a whore. Okay, no. You don't know that. She's you can't a, just go around. Allegedly, whatever. No, alleg- allegedly doesn't help no matter how many times I you read say it. it. I read it in the magazine. What magazine? You know, it's not one magazine that says Dakota Fanning's a whore. The dirt one does. <laughs> the one with the words. Yeah, the dirt one. Sun, star, one of them, allegedly. The magazine. shiny star one. Just trust me, it's in there. Continue. Go I'll ahead. Write it. I don't even know what that is. All right, how about... Scott Stapp. He seems like he's already been brought down a peg because the last album did awful. He's been humbled, uh, and I guess he's changing his attitude over it, which that's the reason why you want to humble these people, because they do get too confident in uh, one gimmick that they're doing. One that I hate right now, and I loved when uh, the show first came on the air, uh, Rich Eisen from NFL Total Access. Uh, Who's Rich Eisen, and who cares about Rich Eisen? I do, because I watch that show almost every night, but he's so smug. He's on the NFL Network. No one's watching it. I am, and I don't want to see some smug guy just kissing the ass of every player that comes on there. But that's every sports center guy. I would say Stuart Scott way more. Takes himself way more seriously, sucks way more than Rich Eisen. you got to watch Rich Eisen lately. It's, It's down near creepy. Dan Patrick thinks he's like the Tom Brokaw of ESPN. He takes himself way too seriously, and his catchphrases are a little old, like, in fuego. That's 97. 
and he's still using it. You're, I remember him saying in Fuego, and I'm not kidding, it was like 1995. I'd watch SportsCenter in the morning in high school, and in Fuego was cool then. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. That's Stuart Scott, right? Mm-hmm. All right, here's one who I hate, and I hate him because we have a storied past. Who? Carlos Mencia. How do you have a storied past with the mind of Mencia? I'll tell you next. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Up next, it's the Hideout. This Mencia guy, mm-hmm. I hate him. Oh, I'm with you. I've I hated, don't know why. You do. But since 1999, we've been battling. It all goes back to Lubbock, Texas. I'll tell you the story about him. Who else needs to be brought down a peg? There's a lot of them out there. Chunks. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Tuesday night, and, yeah, Bill O'Reilly's one of those guys that needs to be taken down a peg. Mm-hmm. I guess he is. Seems Cor- like it now. The overall primetime lineup dropped 17% in the uh, Nielsen Media Research ratings. So MS- the- MSNBC grew 16%. So I guess the little war between Keith Oberman and Bill O'Reilly is actually working. And uh, the whole uh, Fox effect may be wearing off. At the same time, CNN took a incredible uh, nosedive. Really? Yeah. So MSNBC is the new it thing, I suppose. Really? I can't stand MSNBC. I like Oberman's show, but other than that, who cares? There's too many letters. (laughs) Keep it to three, please. Yeah. Uh, Lewis in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Lewis? Hey, good night. What's up, guys? How you all doing? All right. All right, I got one for you all. Bill Walton. Yeah, Bill Walton, I hate. Here's the, here's the only thing about Bill Walton, what I think is kind of funny about him. Hmm. He is just there running a bit the whole time. Yep. He will he will sit there and take the most absurd angle on how just a very mediocre player is the best thing to come along since <laughs> Magic Johnson, and just he, roll with it. He will emphasize his knowledge of basketball and tell you, like, the history of the game and the player and where he played, what high school, what elementary school he went to. I hate that guy. What do, you, what do you think of a Stephen A. Smith? And he'll pick, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. Too. Oh, you notice it's a lot of sports guys are coming up with. That and Carlos Mencia. Carlos Mencia. I watched him last night for his first little monologue. Mind of Mencia? Yeah. The first joke he came out with was a spear chucker joke. I hear that's what he's doing. It's mm-hmm. all very racial. It's very, very uh, cringe racial. It's not even funny. Just pushing all the edges. I, I, I don't a, mind a little racial humor, but... I had a buddy of mine way back in like 1998 tell me how great Mencia was. When I was living somewhere I spent in El Paso. What was he basing on? The uh, stand-up? I guess, yeah. Okay. So when I was at Texas State University and I did my college radio show... We had Mencia book to come on the show mm-hmm. because he was playing a gig there at the you know the little college tour. Very last minute, I'm talking. We're already on the air. Calls and cancels. Mm. And I like laid into him, and I don't even remember what I really said, but I was really mean, and I just talked about how funny he was, and I'd never heard of him before, and don't go see the show. Which, of course, was like being put on by our station. Yeah. And I got in so much trouble. Then I went from him, and I started running down the dean. (laughs) 
and just like, I was so mad. <laughs> because someone stood you up on an interview? Yeah, I was so angry. It's just an interview. People do it all the time. Yeah, but that was one of my very first, like, it was going to be a pretty big catch mm-hmm. for a college radio show. Oh, I definitely. Carlos Mencia, who was even a pretty well-known comic way back then, and I've hated him ever since then. I mean, honestly, I just don't get it. I try to watch it, I, and there are some funny jokes peppered in there, but it's so forced and so just I'll tell you what blatant. he's doing. He's doing this. Chuck Jock. Yeah. But he, he isn't doing it in a natural way where it even kind of looks like he's uncomfortable in his own skin while doing it. IP thing says, how about Paris Hilton being taken down a peg? I think she has been. I really do. No, you. I got. I think I got audio from like last week or something. Her saying, "I work really hard, and that's why people love me because I work really hard, and that's why you know, I'm a good role model." I think she even said. <laughs> I got it from like a couple of days ago. Her okay. talking about how great she is, and that's her thing. Joe in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Joe? Go ahead, Joe. All right, no, Joe. Joe's gone. Phone's just acting weird today. Mm-hmm. Well, for the first half, we didn't, we didn't have half of them up, so people were hearing us say, Who? Who? No, we had them. No, we didn't. I've been back there hitting them, so I think they've been working better. You know, like all the wires they got Shut back up. there? Shut up. I'm serious. I miss Tommy. <laughs> Juan in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Juan? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that Oprah Winfrey needed to be brought down a huge peg. All right, the whole million little pieces thing... I didn't really like her before then. That officially made me hate her. I loved the uh, the South Park episode on it, though. I thought that was brilliant and hilarious. Or her cooch mm-hmm. and her ass were uh, conspiring against her. And uh, the ass is just kind of going along for the ride, and that's the only one that ends up getting shot. What was the what did they call her uh, nanny? The minge. The minge. Mm. And uh, the uh, the ass area was, uh, God, it was just a regular name. What's wrong, Chunks? Why are you shaking your head? Huh? Why were you shaking your head? No, I was just thinking about the phones. I'm sorry. <laughs> the minge. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. For some reason, that makes him cringe. Yeah, he just gets a chill up his spine. I think you looked up the meaning earlier today. Oh, really? Mm. All right, there's Tommy. Tommy's back. For ten minutes. Mm. I want to talk to Tommy next. Why? What's uh, what's going on with Tommy? I don't know. We made a change, and I want to talk to him about it on the I hate this chair. Yeah. (laughs) We made a change here in the studio. Switch things up a little bit. And I can tell I haven't seen him until this point. I've barely even heard from him. I think we may have lost Tommy Bateman. What do you think? Yeah, it doesn't seem like he wants to be involved. I'm on a 20-second delay. I You're I, faster than Chunks. You can get here before the delay even uh, hits you. I'm no UFO Phil. All right, let's take a break and come back. It's a Hideout Roll Radio 104.1. All right, still on the way. Heard it first in the Hideout with Local 6. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Next week, giving away a trip to Vegas. Thanks to the Bernie Mac Show. Three-night stay at the New York, New York Hotel. $2 in cash. Obviously, uh, airfare. 
We'll get you qualified all next week to win that. And that's from the Bernie Mac show, right? Yes. You do a great Bernie Mac impression. Let me hear it. Well, give me a cookie. Hmm. Used to be better. Yeah, you're right. It's fallen off just a tad. Mm-hmm. All right, so we made a switch here in the show. Uh, last night's petition, by the way, how's it going to get rem- Matt Albert removed? Last time I clicked on the link, it was dead. So did the petition to send Matt Albert home, is that already over, according to the people who had started it? Yeah, I checked it, too. I don't know if it's over, but it doesn't work now. Yeah, the link no longer works if you're trying to get rid of Matt Albert, because I had somebody email me, Matt Albert sucks at AOL.com. Yeah, he emailed a couple of people. He uh, emailed Wolvie from D.C., too. So I don't even know what that means. That, that matters nothing. The guy with the tight T-shirt. It still on doesn't DC. matter. That He's means the not half a of D.C. It doesn't matter. So, um, so I look at this, and I, I guess the petition is gone. There's no petition there anymore. I don't know what happened, if it got taken down or what. But one of the big things that has been thrown around is that people miss chunks. Chunks is the people's chunks. Mm-hmm. For some reason, uh, he's lovable. I'm not quite sure what it is, but he is a favorite character here in the hideout. I think maybe because when we very first got here, he got abused a lot. Mm-hmm. One on the other shows got abused. And he really had, I guess he endeared himself to the people of Central Florida. And he was able to work his way. He graduated from being radio bottom to executive producer of The Hideout back in October. And that's kind of when he really stopped doing a lot of stuff on the air. Right. And then Matt got here, and so we moved dubs into the booth, and Chunks was kind of a roving producer, Mm -hmm. handling anything and everything we needed during the show. But the cries have been loud and heavy to bring back chunks. We need more chunks. So I made a decision today, along with the help of J-Dubs. Mm-hmm. We can't move Dubs from the booth. Dubs likes the booth. He feels comfortable in his little booth where, you know, where Dirty Jim sits because he has a board in front of him. He has access to a computer. He has access to sound effects and music players, everything. He's just got his own area. He feels really happy in there. So the next logical place for me to bring back Chunks, and I like having Chunks around, was to put him in charge of the talk and roll controls. Because here's the thing, the way the hideout is set up. This is very behind-the-scenes stuff for you. But it matters, the way the show is set up. Normally, when I'm looking, either I have to look to my left, Doug, mm-hmm. the way this, the studio is set up, or I look straight ahead at Tommy and Matt Albert. Now... The thing about Tommy and Matt Albert together, they're very angry, and they're very hateful. You know what this feels like to me? What? Uh, when you're in school, and you have a class with a friend, but the teacher knows you two are friends, and probably will create mischief, so they, he, she, or he or she uh, purposely puts you guys on different sides of the room and will not let you guys uh I'm not going to lie to you. That's a little bit of what it is. Mm-hmm. Because when I have to look straight ahead while doing a talk show, upbeat, fun talk show, mm-hmm. I see the two of them back there stirring, festering with nothing but hatred and anger for everything going on. Is that what's going on over there right now? No, we were just talking about how funny we are yeah. and laughing to ourselves. <laughs> Not hateful. Loving. And I honestly mean this. With the two of them there... They got, like, their own thing going on, Mm -hmm. which would be okay if it was on the air, if it were, like, a Daniel and Blackbean. 
where they're going, they're riffing, they're always, you know, bringing it to. But it's never in front of the mic. It's always off air to each other. Usually, from what I understand, yelling and screaming about how everything sucks and everyone sucks. <laughs> and how they hate it all. That's just what I'm hearing. And that's what I'm getting. Mm, I wouldn't agree with that. Me either. <laughs> Shocker. What, what would you agree with? I mean, we're doing our own, like, little jokes over here, but, I mean, a lot of times it's just something stupid that would just impede if I said it on the air. Yeah. And and a lot of times, like, I'll say something, and then he'll just, Hefe will kind of, like, I don't know, he'll either throw him off or he'll, like, look angry at us. So a lot of times I'll just say the joke to Matt. Yeah. And I chuckle. And it's all fun. Right, here's Pick up your energy, seriously. I, I'm sorry. I, no, I do. I hate these. I hate the stand of the, like the setup of the studio. Mm-hmm. And I wish we couldn't see those guys. I've I've bitched about it forever mm-hmm. that I don't want to see what's going on in the back room. And I think it gives them too much freedom to be able to have easy access to the mics. So I'm thinking the next best thing that I think we could do to bring up, you know, maybe the energy of the show, maybe make the show more jovial, Mm -hmm. is to put Chunks in that seat where Tommy is. Hey. And let... I hate you. Yes. And then have Tommy go back to being what he was originally in the hideout, which was, you know, a roving producer, handling a little bit of everything. So we put a guy on the mic at all times. It's just going to... Every time he hears his name, he's going to go, hey... All right, the snapping and the pointing doesn't work for the radio. <laughs> no, but that, I'm just trying to keep everyone happy. <laughs> I'm just laughing at me right now. I am. That does cheer me but up. But see, let me tell you, there's something about this lovable loser, about having him in or near us, mm-hmm. that helps bring up the attitude and have more fun with the show. And the people call for chunks. They love having chunks. So now tonight we've done a little experiment. Mm-hmm. So I put chunks on the board. How is that going so far for you when you look over there, uh, Hefe, and see chunks? A little bit better. I'm a little bit happier. I think you aren't, you aren't afraid the ship's going to run into an iceberg oh, with on. him at the helm? Yeah, I really didn't know. I'm, I'm surprised we made it till 10 without any major bad stuff happening. No. Shut up. That's the honest truth on my end. But, you know, it's okay. It's not that hard to run a board. Mm-hmm. The board part isn't what's important. I need an upbeat attitude. I need someone who's going to have fun, someone who's going to be into it. And I don't feel like I'm getting that from Bats for a number of reasons, which I, probably none of which he wants to talk about on the air. Why not? I don't know why he doesn't want to. Why can't we just throw it out there in the open? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to break any of his sort of rules or if he doesn't want certain stuff talked about i'm not going to out it here in the hideout on real radio 104.1 i'm going to make it his decision it's his choice no the main thing uh i've been having a lot of fun at work um the only thing that i've had any kind of issue with is that we just have been doing a lot of serious stuff and that's not really my my thing but don't you know that as a producer in the show you can affect that and that's the thing about Tommy Bateman is that he has the opportunity. You, Dude, you can change it. You can bring ideas to You used to bring ideas to us all the time of angles, bits, storylines, this, that, and the other. And we'd roll with it. We'd run with it. I don't know. Since we've come to Florida, it sort of seems like uh, I throw out an idea and 
and this is just my, you know, it might be my perception of it, might might be completely wrong, was just sort of like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. And then it sort of felt like, okay, felt, instead of saying that sucks, I'm just going to say, oh, yeah, okay. And then, you know, that was kind of the end of it. But that's uh, that's what every producer does. They always pitch things. I mean, like, you got to pitch it and sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are oh, t- definitely. times uh, every single one of us will work on material that ne- never makes it to the air. Let's see how many stories that uh, I brought to the table have gotten used yet. Um, Probably two out of hours and hours of show prep I do. Hey. Shut up. Ass. What? <laughs> I just want to say, too, I think, I don't know, up until recently, I think for some reason we've been trying to do really hard. I think maybe it was... For some reason, Tommy and I, a little earlier on, maybe felt, like, worried about, like, approaching with stuff that we might not have thought went well. Because it just seemed like there was a very, like... A wall? Yeah, like a negative vibe where, well, maybe we should just, you know... We're all on the same team. We all have the same goal. Yeah, but I know. But, I mean, until recently, though, what Tommy said, everything seems to be better. I mean, like, since last Tuesday... Everything just seems to be doing like everyone just says blanket and we're just doing our thing. All right, let me ask you. You don't want to be back here? You don't like being in the studio and being on the air? <laughs> well, I mean... Um, you have an issue with that right now? The thing is, I got used to... I mean, I have to Sitting come, back there and doing nothing? No, I've been coming Nap in... Nap time? No. <laughs> I've been coming in like a couple hours later in the morning now, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to do most of that stuff around then... Plus, you know, I've gotten used to... Uh, I don't even know what you're saying. Speed it up. Yes. Talk like a human being. I'm begging I've, I've of got, you. I've gotten used to, to coming back there, but I, I'm saying, I think with C-Lane here helping out and the other intern, whatever the hell name he's going by... Jack I'm, Napier. I'm going to call him Wayne. Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a uh, ledge and call him Wayne. I think it's going to help out a lot where I'll be able to get most of my work done and still be able to hang out more in here. I think the whole problem was we didn't have any help. After Gibbs friggin' screwed us. And to be honest, I think Chunks has been kind of depressed with the show as well. How so? And a little bit. Like, like I was showing him some feedback that I gotten from people, and a lot of it was like, we missed Chunks on the show, he was funny, I like it when he does this and stuff. And if you've noticed, the past week he's been coming in studio a lot more and being funny and talking. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you then, dumbass, when we sent you back there to do the roving producer thing, why didn't you come in here more like we told you to? Uh, I had a lot more work to do back then, but as I said with C-Lane, C-Lane's very competent in doing like a lot of the stuff that I could do. He's not an idiot like Gibbs, who didn't really honestly know anything. C-Lane is very good at that stuff. Why don't we send Matt told. back there and do that? <laughs> That's a laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Everything, if we had Matt go back there, all the podcasters would I hate you. Now it's my turn. I showed you guys. I get to laugh now. That's what all the podcasters Am I the great Gildersleeve? <laughs> Why do I talk like that? Grendel. I, um... That was yesterday. All right, so what do you want to do then? Do you want to give Tommy another go-around here? I don't know what to do. Dude, i got to say, Tommy has been a lot happier lately. I think since whatever has happened last week when we called out everyone, things have been going well. I'm not seeing it. i got to see it. it. I'm willing to go back, but i got to see something. We, we, we are, with C-Lay, with all the other interns here, I think it will be a big help. So it takes interns to save the show. No. That's where we're at? We have to have interns to save the show? No, I'm not saying that interns can save the show, but they can do the mundane stuff. You know, Gibbs was less than an intern, let's be honest. What about the other five days of the week? Five, there's five days of the week. Oh, mundane. 
Wow, that's six or four. I don't hey. know. Hey. All right. <laughs> But see, there's something about having this retarded a-hole in here that makes me happy. Honestly, uh, it's not really me being happy. I'm just so nervous that uh, it's nervous either about I laugh or I pee myself. Nervous about what? I don't know. This is him very nervous. He gets this way. Yeah, I want to pee myself. That's why he just keeps talking until you tell him to shut up. Yeah. Shut up. I'm gonna go in the office now. No, you're no, not going I'm anywhere. Going in the office. I have a solitaire game waiting. <laughs> I miss Tuttle. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up next, up next, next, next on the hideout. I don't know what we do. Doesn't seem like anybody wants to uh, really be on the team. That's what it feels like. It just feels like people hanging out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we put it to a vote. Who runs the talk and roll controls? Neither of them care. On RealRadio.fm. Nobody wants. Tuesday night with the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 1041 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Heard it first in the hideout coming up. Matt Albert found this place that can uh, fix phobias. Yeah? In 24 hours. One day, uh, 24 hours, and then you're rid of any phobia? I want to get him on the show, and I want to... Have them fix us of our phobias. I want us to confront our phobias here in the show. I got a real bad one with heights. Oh, I have many phobias. I've had a fear of heights for the longest time. I think I've gotten over my uh, fear of heights or my fears by avoiding them. And that usually works out well for me. Uh, the, The fear of heights gets me... Lightning, you know, is an insane one. When you and I mm-hmm. went to go see Guar, mm-hmm. oh boy, I was. You were crouched in the corner. There are a lot of photoshops with you behind me. Oh, that's where that came from. Yes, from you and I being out at uh, that Guar show. Mm-hmm. All right, we're also talking about right now who should run the talk and roll controls. Chunks that's a phobia are... for many of our producers. Chunks are Tommy. Uh, John in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, John? Hey, Don. No, it's Jason. Oh, Jason. What's up, Jason? Hey! Anyway, uh, a couple of suggestions. It seems like uh, there's a little stale in there, and you guys need a little kick in the ass. You need some teamwork help. So I propose that you make people fight for what they do. Bring in a heretic. Bring in someone and do like a producer of the day thing and have them really fight to be in that position where they are. Let's pot up a little bit. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Producer for a day? I could easily see that. Go longer? Hey, what's your phobia? What's your biggest phobia? Oh, I have the kids, mayonnaise. I know. I think we're going to go talk to some uh, elementary school kids. Not me. Come on. No. Just confront it and we'll go talk to the second graders. No. I don't know what talking about radio to second graders is going to do, especially with our show. Mm -hmm. It's... Kind of the wrong show to be having at a uh, uh, second grade classroom. I'm a little worried for the teacher that if they find out what the show is mm-hmm. that's coming in to talk to the students, she may get in trouble. I think um, I think we're just supposed to speak more along the lines of uh, how important it is to get education so you know how to use audio editing equipment. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I think that's I think that's like the extent uh, of it. <laughs> at least that's from, from what I got from it. What? You know how important, you know, audio is. 
Well, at least to be talking to people on your level, Chunks. Yeah? Huh? Who? I didn't know that that's what we are doing. I think. All right, oh, I'm man. not going to be able to make it then. No, you, you've you uh, signed up. Yeah, it's too late. It's no, too... I didn't fill out anything, bro. I don't think I got to go. I didn't even take a paper. You can't back out now. The kids want you. Ew. Uh, let's go to Scrotimus Maximus in Orlando. You're in the hideout. Go ahead. Oh, hey, man. I, I, I hear you guys are feeling a little off kilter of uh, what to do with Chunks. Mm-hmm. I certainly know, man. I've been listening to you guys ever since the last douche left the station. Thank you. And, and um, I know Chunks has kind of got a, you know, hits me in, in a soft spot. I see, that's the thing. He's the lovable loser. I just, I really like him. And I don't know what happened, but a few months ago he left for a while. Yeah. And, and I mean... I think we bring him back, and that was part of the reason why I say we bring him back and we put him in the, uh, the only place left for him to be is in the talk and roll controls or sitting here in the studio with me. That would be great. I mean, you don't have to, you know, degrade him or beat him or even, that was great too, but I mean, right, no, I, and even, when, even just hearing his voice a lot, you know, is cool. Uh, you got uh, a real fan here in Scrotumus Maximus, Chunks. That's your. That's the guy who's pulling for you. Scrotumus. Yeah, I think last week, remember how you guys let him rant for about five minutes? Mm-hmm. about what's going on, that really touched me, man, because I'm a pizza guy, and he knows where the, his followers are. Yeah, you know I, I mean, no, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, that, that rant set a whole bunch of uh, changing and effects going into the show. I'm not lying to you. I think we need more chunks. That's fine. The people's chunks. Where do we put him, if not at the controls? You don't want it, do you? I like being able to run around, I, I, going to get people. I know that I have the least amount of problem, like, going to get, I'm good to go. The guest calls up and there's an issue there. What about phone screen again? Have Matt Albert back in here. Then we got it all taken care of. C-Lane can fill in if I have to run the office and type something so up. So you're phone. Phone, scro- phone screening back there. Yeah. Let me ask you, honestly, is the, is the mistake Matt Albert? What? Having him here, period, or having yeah. him on the phones? Having him on the show. I don't know. He seems like he's doing a good job back there with the phones. I like the kid. I think he's talented. I think he's... Here's what he is. He's Play-Doh. We can make him into something. There's raw talent there. Mm -hmm. He's a 6'5", 500-pound, 21-year-old black virgin. He does need to kind of hone his talents, though. You know what pisses me off? That kid... Matt was a stutterer. Why in the hell did you stop stuttering? It wasn't my choice. I was eight. My mom made me go to speech lessons. You still stutter, though, right? Yeah, it, when I get really nervous. <laughs> Why don't you up. keep the stutter? Can we send you back to school to get the stutter? And de-educate me? I'm not sure if I can do that. I hate you talking normally because you're no fun. But here's the thing. If you were slow and talked like this, it stuttered. Try to say stuff really fast. Yes! I love it! Like, what do you mean? Alright, now you're good! Why would you go and get that stutter fixed? It sucked. I couldn't say W's or T's. Alright, let me hear you say Washington terrorists. Washington. (laughs) Terrorists. I would sound like a sprinkler sometimes. Thanks for reoccurring memories. Then. He mentions this in passing last night when he's walking through to get more fried chicken that I, was brought up here. I, I told you that before. 
I never knew you were a it's real funny. stutterer. Yeah, I was a really bad stutterer. He's like the fat kid from Billy Madison that can't read the little kid's book now. I couldn't say uh, certain va uh, syllables, too, like burgers were buggers. <laughs> Why would you change that? Because it sucked. I couldn't get any ladies. You couldn't get <laughs> what? I couldn't get any ladies. You have to. Here's the thing, man. You got to go back to being a stutterer for the show. You got to figure it out. Figure out how to uh, unprogram. I thought Don the Hypnotist was coming in. Can we bring him in and make Matt back into a stutterer? Oh, is he coming in again? I thought you said he was coming in at some no, point. No, you said only if it was on a Friday and he was coming in on a Wednesday. Well, let's have him come in on a Wednesday. We now have a reason to have Sorry, him come passed. in. What? Yeah. Well, I know he's down here all the time. What is it, hypnotictouch.com? Mm hmm. We got to get him back, dude. Curmudgeon in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up? Curmudgeon. I hate these. Oh, hey. Actually, hey. I'm in Deland. I didn't hear that. Oh, go ahead. What's up, hideout? Yeah, hey, yo, dude. Right, I got to tell you guys, I can't stand Chunks. I think he's a spaz and he's a freak, but I got to have him on the air more because that's why I listen to hear Chunks spaz out about. Stupid things. I, I'm telling you, I, I think you gotta have them. chunks. Do you have a spaz in you right now? Do you have anything you want to? A nit nit nit. That guy pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> Why? Because. Oh, hey chunks. Because I'm such an ass, right? Because anyone else would take a whoop off that with tax on, but I'm an ass, right? Because I didn't. If not, you try it. Somebody had to rank it over there. Or is he looking to? I don't know. That, and that, guy. that guy was... I'm looking at the, the phone screen thing. That's what I'm looking at. Because that, that ass. That guy was giving you a compliment. Here's what's what? funny. Was he? Yeah. Well, now I feel stupid. <laughs> when Chunks gets mad, he automatically goes off mic. Mm-hmm. He forgets that he's on the radio well, he, and he leaves the microphone. The funny thing is... The mic's right in front of him, and he passes it by. He purposely to talk, moves to talk up here, for some reason. All right, let's talk to uh, let's do Herder first in the hideout real fast with local six. If you're too lazy to pick up the morning paper for tomorrow's news, uh, don't worry about it. We did the dirty work for you. Heard it first. And here she is, the lovely and talented Jackie London from Local Six uh, News at Eleven. Good evening, Miss London. How are you? Good evening. How are you fellas doing tonight? Good. What's uh? What are the big things uh, on Local Six News at Eleven tonight? We got some juicy stuff. You ready? Yes. All right. This first one. This is local. A Deland High School administrator accused of using his position, for lack of a better word, to ask two girls to have sex. And then tape it so he could watch it in his spare time. He had nothing to do. Just wanted to watch that. Was he taping the <laughs> proposition or, or the act? Oh, no, 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 no. The accusation is that he wanted to have the girls actually tape their act and then give the tape to him. Oh, to whoa. Wow. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you guys will have all the reactions uh, to oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have his picture. You might think, well, what, is, what does a guy like this look like? We've got his picture and comments from other students in school. And that wasn't the only incident. The other accusation, he has another girl to have sex with her boyfriend and tape that, too. Wow, so he has a whole... He has a whole... Other female students about oral sex and whether they engage in it or not and to... Just tape it. So I need those answers. I need it. I need to find that survey that he took. Right. All right. That's coming up at 11. What's After the other thing? At 11, you don't want to miss that. He's out on bond, and surprisingly, he could not be reached for comment. Oh. But yeah, you'll hear from the students. All right. 
Okay, the other one, we've got surveillance video. Um, this is really bizarre incident that happened in the middle of the day. A couple thieves robbing a store, not with a gun, not with knives, but a crossbow. We're going to tell you where that happened. We've got the pictures of that actually taking place, how they were able to get away with this, and how people reacted in the store. With a crossbow. Uh, it, it, that's like taking a uh, one of those, what are they, uh, the old guns, the, uh, the you have to pack every time. A musket? A musket in there, because you're going to have to re- reload that thing if you shoot one time. <laughs> people are going to be running off, and you're hold on one second, drawing the thing back. Have you ever tried to pull back a crossbow? No. It is and impossible. Yeah, how does that come up in conversation? Like, okay, hey, you know what? Why don't we pull this off with the crossbow? Well, they're sitting around listening. think there'd be other options. Yeah, sitting around listening to Ted Nugent, and that's mm-hmm. where they get the idea. Smoking on out, fire. Smoking out, listening to Fred Bear. The crossbow seems like a good idea. What else is coming up? Local 6 News at 11, Jackie London. Okay, we've also got a high school junior. We have an interview with this high school junior mm-hmm. who wrote a song threatening to kill her teacher. And she actually sang that song right to his face. She says, hey, you know what? It's innocent. I was just joking around. I learned the song in second grade. Uh, and we're going to have her rendition and why she chose to sing it to him. And wait, you guys have the words there, right? You want to sing it with me? On Online. top of old Smokey, Smokey. all covered with, with blood, blood, I shot, I shot my, my poor, poor teacher, teacher with, with a 44 slug. I don't see the issue. <laughs> I think it's just, uh, you know, whatever. I guess the teacher was an ass. And what's the final <laughs> one there, uh, Jackie? And finally, the last story is finger looking good. The scene, KFC, a group of guys that have apparently been planning to rob this Kentucky Fried Chicken for a long time. I worked out all the details so they wouldn't get caught, including hiding some of the guys in the trunk of the getaway car. Well, we've got never-before-seen pictures of the police chase and the conclusion as these robbers start climbing out of the trunk after they're pulled over. So <laughs> you've got the pictures that even police weren't expecting to see. Uh, Crazy night tonight on Local 6. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, who sits there and decides a church uh, or a Kentucky Fried Chicken? That's what we're going to hold up. That's where the money is. Yeah, that's where we can go and make a big score is at a uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. All right, we're going yeah. to take all the money from there, go to a tropical island, and live forever <laughs> on it. It's uh, not going to happen. Local 6, News at 11, Jackie London. You heard it first in the hideout. Coming up hey. in... Yes. And you guys, did you hear about Britney Spears' news? What's We're that? We have a preview of that, too. Oh, what's that? Come on. You gotta... She makes a surprise appearance on Letterman tonight, and if you can't stay up, if you're going out hitting the streets and you can't watch Letterman, we've got the preview of what she said to Letterman. Ooh. Yeah. Probably she something. K-Fed. Right. Yeah. Probably something along the lines with K-Fed and the babysitter what do you, he has. What do you think of K-Fed, Jackie? He, he's got some issues. I'll say that. At the very least? At the very least, and they've got some problems together. So right, I don't know if her announcement is necessarily good news. So you got to watch that. Oh, too. They, all right, here's what we're hoping for. We're all hoping for the divorce announcement mm-hmm. already. I'm Letterman. Why wouldn't you go to Letterman to do it? Oh yeah, go to the top. All right, let's take a break. Come back. There she is, Jackie London, uh, local six news at eleven in twenty five minutes. Uh, thank you, you Jackie. We'll talk to you, sweetie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, coming down the home stretch on a Tuesday night in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. You know, I can't go to talk to these kids. Why not? At the school. Some of my chicks' few days off this week, I can't spend it going and volunteering. It's only going to be an hour. If it was any more, then no. I don't think I can do it. Especially since you're not going. You know I wouldn't go. 
I don't. I I know that's a real big phobia of yours, mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you wouldn't go talk to the children. Because, uh, for one, the uh, is it is it like someone who has arachnophobia where you feel that it's it would be like being around a whole bunch of spiders? No, what what it is is in that situation. Um, mostly the the uh, speaking situation in front of children at a school atmosphere. I don't have a uh, kind of the vocabulary to talk to uh, these kids. I I use words that may be offensive to children and the school, and I know I would end up getting myself or someone else in trouble. So you're more worried about being inappropriate? Yes. Than touching them? (laughs) I'm not worried about touching them. I'm not going to touch a kid. I thought that was one of your big problems. No. You're worried about being accused. I'm worried about being accused, yes. I'm not worried about actually doing it. I'm going to touch a kid. You have a context. How can you take that out of context? I'm going to touch a kid. That's completely in context. There's a not cut out of there. I know there is. No, I remember that when it wasn't. You said... There wasn't that was cut out? No, there was nothing cut out. You felt like... Uh, Nothing cut out. You felt like truth serum day. That's what that was. No, it wasn't. He said sometime in May 2006. I'm going to touch a kitten. No. Oh. That's what's edited out. I don't want to throw you under the bus completely, but don't ask about my editing. I'm going to touch a kitten. That All one's right. not doing that well. Yeah, I can't go, though. That's my chick's day off. You promised. I'm so pissed, too. I thought the Da Vinci Code came out this Friday. Mm-hmm. And so I had planned Friday for me to go watch it. Well, what's coming out then? Anything? I don't think so. Nothing of note. Just more Mission Impossible 3? Mm-hmm. Go check it out. I'm not going to go watch that. MI3, baby. I haven't <laughs> seen MI2 or MI1. Who had that movie in the bets? Was it Tommy? No, Tommy had Tommy the had Da Vinci, Vinci Code. Code. Yeah. I don't think anybody had Mission Impossible. Was that you, Chunks, at Mission Impossible? No, I got World Trade Center. I have Superman. I've got Cars. And Matt has... Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the sequel. All right, what are your phobias, boys? And would you be willing to confront them on the air? Oddly enough, mine is exactly the same as yours. Heights? Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I went to the uh, Air and Space Museum in D.C., and mm-hmm. I couldn't even go to... There's like an upper level... I couldn't even go to, like, the banister behind the glass. I was so freaked out by it. One of the scariest times in my life was looking over the edge at the Grand Canyon. And I had the opportunity when I went to New York to go up the Empire State Building at the time, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Twin Towers. No. I have dreams. I don't know if you have these, Tommy. I have dreams of being in an elevator, but it's like a flat elevator, and there's no, like, surrounding walls so essentially i'm on a flat riser going up 300 stories there's a ride at disney world i forget that it's like the uh something like that it's an elevator and it just drops you but it's not like you're really hooked into anything you just have a seatbelt and like something to hold on to is that the tower of terror yeah that's it that was the scariest thing i've ever been on in my life have you ever been on one of those high ropes courses where you're 30 feet in the air and they you no. have, you have a harness on, but you are uh, doing like these different things where you're trying to balance while walking across. The... I've never done that. I don't know if I could, but 
I think, Tommy, if we're going to confront our fears, I think we do something like that. Can we hold hands? Could we? Let me ask you. Would it count if we're all going to confront our fears here in the hideout? Could Tommy and I go up and stand on the edge of the Clear Channel compound? Just standing on the edge looking down. I would rather <sighs> I would rather have you go on a like a, with like some of the window cleaners. Like oh, one of the real no. high buildings. Oh Yeah. That's, that's how you confront your fear. And I'll go uh, Oh my god, I'm thinking about it now being on one of those uh, window cleaners. I got one. Hmm. You know how we did um Doves had the appearance of Buffalo Wild Wings, kind of, I think it was near the beach, near Universal, mm-hmm. and they have that, like, slingshot thing. The, uh, the ripcord. Yeah. And that's kind of like the Tower of Terror, but worse, because before you fall, you get shot up. No. I, no I, you know what? I don't like the whole ride thing with this one. I like a natural setting, maybe a crane. Ooh. That's sick, dude. I'm willing to confront my fear. I think we have to. Would you say a crane? Yeah. You son of a bitch, I'll stab you if you don't shut the hell up over there. Stab, that's what I say. Do it. Hmm? Crane, are you insane? Uh, Why? uh, Here's what I'm thinking. People go up on them all the time. I know, and they're insane. Tommy, here's what I'm thinking for us to confront our fear of heights. It drives me, I don't know how we do it, but I think we have to get on one of those window washing things. You know... I would settle for something here at the Clear Channel Compound. There's no, like, real ledges, though, up here, are there? No. All right. You guys roller skate around. Up top, right near the uh, edge. No, I, was I can't wa- roller skate. I was watching the ER, because um, I'm way into it on the DVR now, mm-hmm. and in one of the episodes is someone jumps off the top of the hospital, and they're just all kind of trying to save him along the ledge, and just looking down, it's like six stories. So, do you guys have problems with, like, the Hulk and those rides, too? Here's what's on. I don't have problems on an amusement ride. I do at the very beginning. The very uh, first, very... When they, when you they know bring what? you up we, slow. We're You're right. looking off to the left or right. I usually try to just look forward and close my eyes and just kind of try to breathe. Because, like, on Double Dragons... I, uh, Dueling dragons. Yeah, that's it. And I, the first part, I just have to close my eyes and just pretend, like, okay, I'm just on ground level. It's not a big deal. All right, I want to talk about this more. Tommy and I have figured out what our fear is. We'll figure out a way to confront it. I think we're both rolling with heights. I got mine, too. It's a hideout. Roll Radio 104.1. Hideout. It's the hideout. Stay tuned. Listening to the hideout. I want to know what you boys are going to confront. If we're rolling heights. I got one. It has, it has to be real. It is. I have mats. I think we're going to do mats for him. You can't choose mine. We got it for you, bro. Don't even worry. It's a hideout. The fear of working. <laughs> it's a hideout. Roll Radio That's 104.1. Wrapping it up on a Tuesday night in the hideout. Roll Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041. 888 Tony in Orlando, you're in the hideout. Hey, quick question. I was going to say something funny about Chunks, but quick question. Why did your phone screen when he answered the phone sound like he was getting fisted or something? <laughs> I can't say that. It's got to be the worst phone screener ever. I've been calling one of them phone for about eight years now. they got to be the worst phone screener ever. I will agree with that. Tell us your... Uh, oh, damn it. Oops. Why I hang I up want, on him? I wanted to talk to him. I like this. I, I I had to dump what he said. You sounded. Like. It sounded like you, he said you sounded like you're being abused with a closed Full hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah, but in a very bad place. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. All right, so the fear of heights for me and Tommy, that's what yeah. we're going to confront. Tommy came in and uh, bitched at me about bringing up the crane part. Who eh. would get on a crane? <laughs> what music video couldn't you watch because... Own of a Lonely Heart by Yes. <laughs> when you're growing up, this is stuck in your head because... Yes, it was terrifying. It was like a little kid with mayonnaise running after you. That's how bad it was for me. Oh, that's a double threat. I mayonnaise. guess this is two. Yes and uh, yes and Crane. It was that guy on top of the, the ceiling of that building fighting someone, <laughs> and there's no walls or anything. And then he finally, at the end, just jumps over the edge to his death. The people I respect the most are the ones who are up on the high beams, like building the high rises. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how they do that. Do that you get... Tommy, do you get nervous at like all those like uh, those pictures you see like in every office building of like the workers sitting there eating lunch like hundreds of floors above the city? Yeah, it, it really does bother me. I remember when I was a kid, I went to my mom's office and it was really high up, and there's people out there washing the windows. That was the first time I'd ever seen that, and I almost passed out from it. All right, what are your fears, real fast? Mayonnaise, kids, snakes, bats. And, yeah. Is the mayonnaise thing real? Yes. I have confronted that one a few times, and that really hasn't helped. I have eaten and drank mayonnaise before, and that doesn't help. So maybe we should move on to another one. Snakes? I know that's one of them, Matt. If we are with a snake here. I'm afraid of puppies, too. (laughs) Um, so I think I'm going to go with that one. I hate their fur. Right, here's, what, here's what we do for dubs. A nice bucket, not bucket, tub of snakes you have to sit in. I'm not going to sit in a tub of snakes. What's wrong with that? He could get, you know, his ball. Yeah, they can, there's orifices. I'll hold like a big snake or something. I'll, I'll do that. I wouldn't be comfortable with it. Or how about a cobra? I'm not going to hold a cobra. I want you to jump off a building, survive that, <laughs> and uh, get over your fear. If you're holding a cobra, the cobra can't bite you. Yes, it can. If you hold it by the head. Well, you wouldn't even do that. You're not afraid of snakes. That's not confronting your fear. That's committing suicide. Matt, what about you? Snakes? You hate spiders, don't you? I hate both of them equally. What? I... Would you put a snake down your pants? What would you rather have on the top of your head? A tarantula? Oh, my God! <laughs> or, would, or, or, or would you... Son of a bitch. Would you, or would, you, would you rather have a snake wrapped around your naked belly? I shouldn't have sent you that link. I knew as soon as I sent you that link, it was going to be just crap for me. <laughs> it's uh, crap for all of us, man. I know, but still... Which fear? <sighs> I say for our to a snake. Tarantula on the head? Twitching. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, Trunks, what's yours? Uh, Here, this is going to surprise you. Needles. I hate them. Which is surprising because I don't mind getting poked. All right, we're going to send you down to Heroin Alley and uh, send you out there for a while. Here's what I figure. Don't be racist. Do you remember in Saw 2, that pit of needles? Let's do that for Chunks. Here's what I figure. Um... They're having their blood drive next week. 
and I haven't given blood ever. <laughs> no. Your big stunt's going to be your giving blood? Dude, you don't understand how much I hate needles. I don't like the thought of them going into my body. You're a needle on the side of the show right now. <laughs> I just got this from Chick-fil-A John. He can bring in some wolf spiders about three inches across. Ooh. Matt, how about a wolf spider on the top of your head? Uh, that's not as good as a tarantula, so I say five of them. I prefer snakes. <laughs> can't prefer. Since I mean, you, since you prefer, then we're going with spider. Okay, what about a kitten? Kitten's I, not going to work. You have cats. I'm still afraid Chunks, of Chunks, needles isn't going to work. That sucks. Tommy I, dude, and I, I are going to go uh, on a scaffolding for a uh, high rise. I don't understand. I, I can't look at the sight of a needle going in anyone, let alone myself. Dubs is going to hold a cobra. I'm not going to hold a cobra. And Matt's going to have wolf spiders on his naked belly. What's a wolf spider? That's, that's is like it a the combination only, of things. It's a mutant. It's the only thing Zeppelin is afraid of, apparently. <laughs> and you say, do you think it's actually a wolf that has eight legs? Is that what you're thinking right now? Hit of the wolf and eight spiders got poison shooting out of its fangs. I don't know what's going on. That does sound scary. I'll tell you that at the very least. It's an X-Man. I will pick this up tomorrow after we do the Mother's Day thing. How about you and me with tasers versus chunks, and if he can push us over the side of the uh, roof, he wins. Ooh, electricity might be a good one. Like, strap him up to, like, a bunch of electricity things. How did we forget electricity with you? I hate needles worse. No, you don't. I absolutely do. Uh, what if we get a needle and plug it in? That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Poke it in you and shock. Oh, dude, right. you wouldn't live. All right, well, uh, wake up with the Monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke, Midday Soaps, fall in the afternoon. Hideout back at 7. Don't be ashamed to entertain listening to the Hideout. Roll Radio 104.1. Be somebody always talk good. Question everything. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I five thousand.